everyone, everyone together. Ty goes <laughs> Ty to the friendship. The Modern Office. It is a fantastical world of heroes and villains, where everyday people like you and me overcome nearly impossible odds using their wits and their talents. This is the tale of three ordinary office workers who thought their abilities and strengths were only limited to a one-page resume, until they were somehow sucked into a magical D&D world because that's the easiest way to utilize D&D game mechanics. Introducing Chaz Harmon, the underachieving project manager with a soft spot for hard seltzer. Freddie Gorf, AKA Forber Gorf, the overeager social media specialist with a Twitter account even more ironic than his graphic tees. Then there's Karen Pardue, the ever vigilant HR representative with a heart bigger than the employee's handbook she keeps at her side. It's the classic tale of good versus evil, sprinkled with a healthy dose of bureaucracy and red tape. These are the adventures of the office drones. Hey everyone, it's me, Andrew, one fourth of the DT crew and amateur auditory dungeon master. Welcome to our final week of this year's Spooktacular Express, where I ask the question what's spookier than a clip show? Okay, wait, I can explain. Earlier this month, all four of the DT boys went to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo to promote the show and meet up with old listeners and hopefully find some new ones. It was the first time since the pandemic that we were able to go back to PRGE, and more importantly, it was the first time ever that all four of us were able to go. So if you're listening to this because you met us at PRGE, thanks! It's weird here, but that also means that we needed some time to just like catch up on life and work things so instead of a traditional episode i am gifting you dear listener this instead okay but what is this so last year we uploaded a director's cut of the first six episodes of our real play DD show the office drones to the main feed now this show is offered exclusively on the debate this premium patreon feed which you can access in full for $5 at patreon.com slash debate this cast. And this was intended to serve as a quick primer to the first leg of the adventure. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go check out the episode entitled The Office Drones DX, that's director's cut, book one, which was uploaded in early November of 2021. Okay, so with that, welcome to book two, or what I called the marketing arc of The Office Drones Adventure, which represents episode six, through 10. So after we established that this fantasy world was being ravaged by these zombie-like creatures called Shriekers that were created by and empowered by mundane office supplies, I introduced the guys to the Exarch, an enigmatic but well-respected leader of this magical crystalline city called Charlea. The Exarch gave our player characters their goal, Track down and secure the artifacts, i.e. objects from the real-world office of Marvis and Marvis Worldwide, to save this world from the Shrieker threat. And this was at the point where I decided that each story arc would be themed around a different department at a traditional office. Longtime listeners of Debate This will note or recall that I worked for a long time in advertising, so I could not pass up the opportunity to dunk on cliche marketing terms and other marketing mumbo-jumbo. And this was also the point where it made sense to start pulling in guest characters to flesh out the world a bit, but just provide our heroes some new friends. So I figured, 
Who better than longtime friend of the show, Tom Zlatni of the No Bad Food Podcast? Now, at the time, they had also been producing their own D&D show called Natural Toonie, which shares a lot of DNA with ours and that Natural Toonie takes place in a world where fantastical creatures and magic exists in a very real Canada turned into an isolated community after this devastating apocalypse. The show is currently on hiatus, but you can go and listen to their backlog episodes by searching for Natural Toonie on any podcatcher app. Also, go listen to No Bad Food. It's a really good show, and Matt has been on it like a bunch of times. Tom was nice enough to guest star on the first three of this five-episode arc as Shazil Ramathib Akmorn III, a.k.a. Shaz. And no, I did not consider the fact that naming a guest character Shaz would be challenging in an audio format since we already had a main character named Chaz. You know, naming is hard. But it became like a fun Abbott and Costello bit that Tom and Todd kept on for the whole series of episodes. They also let me hear about it plenty. So, please enjoy episode 6, originally titled Chaz with a Hard Shuh, featuring the incomparable Tom Zalatni. We opened with the three of you sitting inside the Exarch's chamber. He is briefing you on your upcoming mission. There's a small village some miles away from Charlea called Curthus. Uh, it's very small, so small that it's barely a blip on the Shrieker's radar. Uh, Curthus was attacked by what sounds would be an army of violent orcs. Now, the, the thing is, we know these orcs. They are civilians, all part of the pacifist commune of Grog's Landing. I will repeat that, Grog's Landing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Not any weirder than anything else we've heard so far. <laughs> Uh, we believe the disturbance is, fuel- is fueled purely by the orcs having recently come across an artifact. Now, we don't know much, but we do know that the writing on this card, and he shows you the Melissa Ferguson business card, is identical to the writing in the tome. But we don't yet know if and how they are connected. But this seems like something you three are uniquely positioned to handle. Uh, now, there are rumors that an orc hunting party found something mysterious while on a routine hunt. Uh, We've received reports early on that the mysterious grimoire was dug up near the ruins of the ancient city of Raktika, which lies just outside of their border. Uh, But these reports were quickly rescinded, and we heard nothing for weeks until, of course, the latest incident. So your mission, my champions of Randar lead, is to investigate Grog's Landing, find the source of the disturbance, and extract the grimoire from the orc's hands, Therefore, hopefully striking some much-needed peace between these communities. Any questions? Uh, Chaz looks at the Exarch and says, um, I saw there were like just some extra just cased ales in the back, and I, I'm taking them. I'm taking those? Uh, I need them. I, I guess. You, sure. If you, if you feel that's what you need to, to complete the mission. It's very important. See, you, I, I know you don't understand the power that we wield, but I do. <laughs> and I need these. I feel like I do a little bit, but that's fine. Karen hearing that it's... preps a demerit for Chaz. For Chaz <laughs> just, just knowing that it will come in handy later. <laughs> he explains to you that, now Karen already knows this, but he explains to Chaz and, and Forbes, um, there is a ranch uh, out just outside of the tower um, that you can go and rent for the purposes of story. You can rent uh, these creatures. Uh, they call them Amaro. You may remember seeing one uh, that Kyle has because he just owns, because Karen just owns a, an animal now. Yep. Um, 
you guys, uh, Karen, would you would you be so kind to, to show your friends over to the stables? Uh, yeah, feel free absolutely. to, to take I, a take a steed. And we we go, and Karen points out like all the uh, gives them the full tour. Like this is where we keep the food. Here's where here's the water purifying system, so they can drink clean water. Karen, who has been there one time, gives us the full tour. <laughs> no, she's gone a couple. It's been a couple visits that she's she's helped out now, um, and then she she leads them over to the to the stables and um, out trots Woodstock. Um, Woodstock followed by how many of us are there? Three other uh, Amaru. Um, um, for all of us to ride. Okay, uh, so you guys, you guys head out. Uh, you fly. Uh, you you set off on your flying steeds. Um, Chaz and Forbagor for, or I would imagine, a lot more uneasy than than Karen is. Karen feels very already very very natural. Karen's doing barrel rolls, <laughs> loop de loops. <laughs> Karen's playing Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Let's say you guys, you guys are flying. Let's say for about twenty to twenty-five minutes, the the commune is is a, a distance away, but not you know not more than a day's worth of travel. So you start to leave the outskirts of the city. Uh, the crystal tower loses vis- you lose visibility of the massive tower behind you. When you're as you're looking down on the ground, you you don't see too much signs of life. Um, you guys, I mean, again, we we set up the scene that the shriekers have have you know picked clean a lot of the major civilizations here so there there isn't you know a lot of signs of life um as you continue to go out past the city uh you see kind of just like you know just big stretches of wastes if you will in in the great distance there is a kind of a you start to see a very small uh very underdeveloped community if you will it's an orc ass orc community right does it a lot of shacks, a lot of a lot of stone huts, you know. Do the wastes look like ruins, or have they always? Is it just always been like wasteland? Oh, it's just like yeah, just like wasteland. Okay, like just just nothing. Okay. You okay? So as you kind of come closer to the city, it starts to become in view. You you don't see too much in the actual uh, commune. I'm gonna keep calling it a commune, but I might use the wrong terminology. So feel free to uh, to uh, correct me. Uh, you don't see too much going on in the commune. Not really any signs of life, um, save for a figure uh, camped a, a bit of a distance away from the main series of structures. So you all, let's just say for the sake of the story, you all land in a clearing. You see this large humanoid figure um, kind of like bent over, like kneeling on the ground. Um, as you approach, as you see, uh, you look a little closer, you can see that this figure is moderately larger than the average human um, and is also covered in rough greenish brown skin. So you get when you say moderately larger, could you put that into yeah. like a number and measurement? Uh, and not, let's say not a vague description. Six foot four, but built like a brick shit house. <laughs> yeah, uh, not writing again. That down this in is, my notes. You all, you all, outside of watching the Lord of the Rings, you have never seen these D and D ass races okay. before. Okay. This figure is violently throwing up uh, <laughs> next to a small pool of blood that's collected. Uh, near their near their side. <laughs> that good clean audio. Excellent foley work. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> still um, happening. Karen Karen approaches um, and says, "Hello, can can we help you?" 
Are you are you okay? Ah! <coughs> One moment. <coughs> ah. Mm. Ah. <coughs> oh god. Ah. Uh Chaz pulls out one of those ales he stole and said, you just gotta, you gotta drink it off. You gotta... <laughs> Hair of the dog. Hair of the dog that bit you. And uh, Chaz hands uh, this large blood-throwing-up monster a, a beer. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, they drink the beer and uh, wipe the blood off of their face before... Uh, I guess kind of standing up and, and towering over the rest of you and holding out a hand to Chaz and saying, Hello, I'm uh, Shaziel Ramathib the Third, but you can call me Shaz. Chez. Shaz. Chaz? Shaz. Shaz. I'm having some issues with the Chaz Shaz thing. Hopefully no, we can clear that up. It's Shaz. 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 Shaz, yeah. Shaz with a Shaz. Shaz, I'm so sorry, Shaz. Look, you, uh, you there, the the one with the the notebook. I, I could write this down for you if you want. I think, yeah, that would be great. And and Karen hands it, and you know <laughs> presents the clipboard to Shaz. <laughs> so uh, Shaz keeping takes a firm the grip on it because it is my 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 axe, but. Shaz takes the clipboard and rather than grabbing a pen, just takes a little bit of the blood off their cheek and uh, writes S-H-A-Z or Z. I don't know what you guys say in America. Karen takes the clipboard back and as she does, she kind of sneakily grabs Shaz's hand and heals him. So hopefully the blood they're coughing up stops. Uh, I feel moderately better. Thank you. Uh, question, question for the listener slash the players. Um, what... You said that uh, that Tom's character is six four and built like a brick shit house. Yes. What like visually? What race are we looking at? Like, what does Shaz look like beyond literally <laughs> sure. being oh. a brick wall of a of a being? Yeah, I'll give you a little description. Um, so uh, you guys seen those X Men films? <laughs> the X Men films, yeah. You know, you know when Kelsey, it depends which one. You know when Kelsey Grammer turns into a blue guy. Yeah. Oh, so well, do we? I think mm-hmm. I think Shaz looks like that, except not hairy and green. Um, is also is Shaz a point of a fear point of clarification? <laughs> Shaz is very well dressed. I don't know if that was uh, articulated enough in the notes mm-hmm. I gave you, Tom, but it is important to note that Shaz is inc- impeccably well dressed. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, save for the dried blood on there, <laughs> all over themselves. Yeah. Shaz is um. So so Shaz is basically like. Picture picture Kelsey Grammer as Beast, yeah. Done. Now remove remove the excessive hair and dye the skin green instead of blue. Uh, also, they have uh, like tight, uh, really fancy little pompadour hair on top of their head, uh, and a like very nice tweed suit, um, and a little pin attached to their lapel that uh, is like yellow and brown and a little bit purple. Excellent. Um, uh, Shaz. 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 Quick, quick question for you. Uh, why were you puking blood? Why were you, why were you puking oh. blood? And why are you so fancy? Uh, really, are those, are your fancy dressed and puking blood, are those things connected? Are you, uh, are you going through some stuff? 
Aren't we all? I myself have found myself very finely dressed and puking blood before, and I just want to know <laughs> what is going on. Yeah, of course. Um, Where's the party? To be honest, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I same wo- woke up uh, and felt horrible and uh, puked blood. The the blood I'm not surprised about. I often puke blood. I um, it's a condition I have. Uh, <laughs> Very, very um, sensitive larynx, I guess. But uh, <laughs> no idea why I uh, why I'm puking today. I just these things happen, you know. Some mornings you wake days. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel that actually. That's you've given me the answer that I didn't know I was looking for, but I I found. Who are you? Exactly. I I just realized I took your beer. I signed your paper. I. I threw up in front of you. I, we're not even really on a first name basis here, except that you know my name is Chaz. My name is Chaz. Chaz. Um, Ch- Chaz. Chaz. Chaz points at Chaz and says Chaz, and then points at himself and says Chaz. Okay. Nailed it. Just um, got it. Charles. Charles. I, Char, Char, I don't want that. Um, Char, Charles is his father. Yeah. Uh, actually, my father is uh, Hammond Harmon. He sits on the board. Thank you. Anyway, uh, you know, if you if you don't like that, um, you can you can call me the Silver Tongued Ghost. That's a thing that, that oh. people call me around here. Um, don't call him that. Please, please don't Karen, call him yeah, that. Karen it's behind fine. him is like, don't call him that. I absolutely no, was uh, not going that. to. Don't worry. I, I am I'm Chaz, uh, and these are my sidekicks, Karen and Forbagorf, and we are here to save the world. Chaz, can I get a quick just persuasion? Oh, absolutely. To see if uh, <laughs> if Chaz believes that. Uh, it is it is a twenty, not natural. Holy huh. shit! Okay. <laughs> so I, despite the fact that Karen and Forbes are violently shaking their heads, Chaz is one hundred percent on board that Chaz is the party leader. Well, it's wonderful to meet you, Chaz. With a name like that, I I understand why these two choose to follow you. Karen steps forward, puts her hand out for a handshake, and says, I'm Karen Pardue. I am the Human Resources Director for Mavis, Mavis and Mavis Worldwide. Marvis and Marvis. Marvis and Marvis. and Marvis. Until <laughs> the end of time, I will mess that up. So close. Oh, man. So close. And it is nice to meet you, Shaz. Um, Shaz. How can... what? Where are you headed today? Maybe maybe we could help you get there. Uh, that would be wonderful. I'm uh, I'm supposed to meet with uh, a new prospect. Uh, I guess it's probably important that I explain to you what I do. I'm uh, essentially I'm here to recruit people, uh, orcs specifically, to uh, you know various guilds in the in the area. Uh, Shaz takes out a business card and uh, hands it to Karen. But it's important to note that this business card is written entirely in Orcish, so it's just fucking gibberish <laughs> to you. Um, sure, Karen. Karen pockets the the business cards. Like I actually am. Um, I have a lot of experience in recruiting. Maybe I can help you out with that. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yes. Um, so I am uh, what's known around here as a blood hunter. I uh, hunt people, uh, but not in like a murder way. Just in a like um, you know. Uh, no, I don't know. You're gonna need to clarify. Yeah, we're gonna need it's, a little bit more. Where we come from, that a bit. Hunt really only has one definition. Um, for you were head hunted, and you still yeah. have your head. I think that's. 
probably what he means. What exactly. Mean. I would never take someone's head or their blood. <laughs> I might take their blood. I, look, the point is I'm, I'm here to recruit orcs to various orc guilds and and. Uh, I would guess maybe and then you, you might know them as you, companies. You collect a fee for for their recruitment. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not dead though; they're alive. It's it's important that I know that they're. I don't. I'm not in the habit of killing people. We're for we're work. not so different. You and I. Shaz with an S. Um, your your head still pounding. Okay. Uh, you are. <laughs> You are kind of trying to piece together what happened, and everything is incredibly fuzzy. But you do vaguely recall the last thing that you were trying to do was to get back to Kurthis, which you know is very close to Grog's Landing. It is a walk away. Uh, As as leader of this group, I just want to say I think you are fancily dressed and vomiting blood, and boy, do I feel that. So we... Would love to help you hmm. if you could help us. See, we're trying to find um, a book. A, a, well, it's not. What is a book? A book. Okay, so um, <laughs> a, 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 I believe you know it as a as a grimoire. A grimoire. Uh, home? I, Wait, yeah, a grimoire. I heard it as a grimoire earlier. It's an R in there. <laughs> a couple uh, R's actually. Shaz, Shaz, we are headed to Curthus. Are you perhaps? Oh. Going Curthus. anywhere near Curthus? Yes, I. Um, uh, yes, Curthus actually is um, where I'm supposed to meet my. Uh, uh, I guess not, not client yet. My potential client in Curthus. Uh, what were you saying about a grimoire? Uh, <laughs> gr- grim. Well, it's bu- it's the, a big book. A tome. It's, it's French. Grimoire. It's French. Uh, ah, yes. you didn't tell me you speak French. Nothing. Ah, oui, Curtis, uh, trouver le grimoire. Uh, hey, um, Shaz, Shaz, I, again, not, want to be clear that, like, might be the leader, not sure I'm the leader. I can't speak for these other two. I don't know French. So if we could oh. speak, to, speak to, um, if we could keep to, like. It sounded like you were going to say, if we could sprechen Sie English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't record fine. this podcast in the morning anymore. It's hard. No. So, wait, you're looking for a, a, a tome, tome, you said? A, a tome with, with, with fancy runes? So listen, I'm, I think I'm here to put us on a direction, because clearly nobody else is going to handle that today. You said you were hunting a guy in this Kremlin place that we were going to, and we're hunting a book at the Kremlin place, so maybe we should just all go to the Kremlin place together. Yes, yeah, works for me. Let's Curthus. go to Kurthus. All right, you all agree to go to Curthus. Let's say it is a short walk away. It is several minutes worth of a walk, and you get there without any problems. Um, You arrive at the village of Curthus. You see two massive wooden pillars holding up a sign that reads, Town of Curthus, all walks of life welcome. That seems nice. Very welcoming. uh, People here are wholesome. Upon further investigation, you see roughly scratched underneath, obviously in very different handwriting, except soliciting orcs. What language is that written in? Uh, common, I guess. Sick. Um, in my head canon, Shaz can only read Orcish. Shaz speaks <laughs> speaks Orcish, speaks English, and French, but cannot read anything but Orcish. Karen and Forbes, uh, directly in front of you, you see a large building labeled 
the Forgotten Night. On the right, you see a series of small farm patches, like little like little mini fields and houses strewn about behind them. Uh, to your left, you see a, a medium-sized building with a large steeple. Right next to it, a slightly larger wooden building with a very whimsical chimney. <laughs> uh, Sorry, what? A whimsical chimney? Whimsical you heard it. Chimney? You heard it, Tom. You, there, there wasn't any... In this game, we have whimsical chimneys. Get okay. over it. Yeah. That's what you're going to get stuck on? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, past the steeple building, uh, you can also see a large silo, like, you know, for like a farm. Is there anything around here that indicates a place where people might be? Say a, a, a venue or a, I don't know, a tavern, opera house, something, some kind of place where I might find... Well, there's yeah, that. Just because I'm not seeing anybody around, you know. There's that real whimsical-looking chimney. It is uh, whimsical, isn't it? <laughs> gotta say, both both Chaz and Todd personally are interested in this whimsical chimney. Now, I'm not I'm not familiar with um with orcs, with orc culture. Do you guys appreciate whimsy? Would, would I... perhaps your other your orc friend um have have just naturally happened upon the whimsical chimney building? Uh, it's it's possible. Um, uh, in fact, uh, I, I don't know if I should be telling you this, but uh, you know, orcs we 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 tend to be a proud, uh, strong people. But uh, yeah, we we enjoy a little bit of whimsy, a little pep here and there. Uh, Good, especially with with regard to our chimneys. Yes. Well, then I vote. I... <laughs> we go to the we check out the that whimsical chimney. Uh, yeah, Works for me. Dwarf also in on uh, whimsy chimney. You guys investigate the the whimsical chimney building. I said nothing about the building, just the chimney. You to be clear, specifically <laughs> investigate the chimney. Okay. Yeah. Can I get a athletics check or climb check to get up atop that? That. And old... I just want to admire it from afar. How do you admire chimneys? You know do you what? Like climb you, know, on... you know how Shaz admires chimneys. Shaz admires chimneys by climbing up to them and trying to sidle down like Santa Claus. So I'm gonna do a quick roll. <laughs> oh that? no, that's a nat one. Cool. You do it that what you will. You fall on your you fall on your bum bum. Yep. <laughs> you throw uh, up a little bit. <laughs> Chaz, <laughs> the blood spits out as you. Fall. Uh, I don't know what the roll what what you want for for appreciate chimney, but Chaz rolled a twelve before modifiers. So it's like, fine. it's fine. Right. It's a medium um, appreciation. So you should probably see the inside of the building too. I guess Andrew. Besides the the whimsy of this chimney. What's the rest of the building look like now that we're up? <laughs> do you want to do you want to check it out? Do you want to go in? Um, well, before we go in, I want to know. I want to get a general vibe for the outside. But got it. Yes, it's, I eventually I mean, would like to go in. Not not much else of it is is really remarkable. It is a larger. You can you can make out that it's probably a commercial building. It's not residential. Um, if you if you were to, you, there are windows. Do you want to look inside the windows? Yeah. I'll look in a window. Former Gorf looks in a cool. window. Um, I'll tell you what you see. You don't see any immediate threats. There's no one in there. Um, you do see some like very cute uh, like children's drawings, kind of like taped up on the walls. And you see like a like an alphabet that you re- you register as common, and Shaz doesn't know. They're just glyphs to them. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> Tom providing time. Tom providing some excellent reaction shots here. Uh, yeah. So uh, it, it's you know there there's no immediate threats in there. Uh, yeah, guys, it looks um, it looks a empty. B kind of like a preschool. Ah, empty preschool. I love preschool. Okay, well, I have that's great a grades weird. in preschool. <laughs> not a not a sentence you hear a lot of. Ad- I don't from where we're from. Not a lot of adults just like say that. But 
I had, know, a, I had a. There are cultural differences here, so. I lived my best years in preschool. Fair. That's see. That's <laughs> a better way to to say yep. what you said. Um, let's check out this preschool. Would your would your contact would your client be in this preschool? Yeah. I, I mean, potentially. All I know about him is that he's an orc. This is a one-room schoolhouse. It's pretty obvious, even for the three of you that aren't from a D&D world. There are more shitty kids' drawings taped up all over the walls. Um, I have here in my notes a fantasy alphabet, which we'll just say is a common alphabet. Um, uh, Shaz, um, you see on one of the desks a sending stone. Um, now we have established in this world that sending stones are just cell phones, yeah, yeah. and that they all have and they all have apps because, of course, they do. So let's say you see on one of the desks a sending stone that is still lit up. Oh, um, you just inherently put in the code to the sending stone, uh, and you and you realize it's yours. Guys, I uh, I found my phone. <laughs> I guess that's oh. not. You didn't know this. I was missing my phone. I found it. So. Hey, Good. so um, question for you. Did you know you were missing your phone? Yeah, that's my question. Yeah, did you know you were missing your phone? I, I did, but I, to be honest, I wasn't super concerned about that. <laughs> I, I figured it would turn up eventually. They always do. But uh, I'm really much more concerned about getting my job done. Uh, although I guess my phone will help. Look, um, I, my head's still throbbing here. I'm not <laughs> totally thinking straight. Uh, Forbergorf turns to the other two and is like, guys, listen, I... Don't trust anyone who doesn't know that they've lost their phone. If they don't know that they've lost their phone, <laughs> they partied way too hard last night, and that's so, a problem. Point counterpoint, Forb, because I think you make a good point, but we found them, you know, fancily dressed, puking blood, lost their phone. Not that strange, and I think we need to offer a little bit of grace in this situation, because... <laughs> I've. I've found Chaz in that exact situation (laughs) many a Monday morning. We see Chaz sitting in this same one-room schoolhouse with other orcs wearing very nice fleece vests. Um, There is an orc at the front of the room wearing a uh, a very an expertly tailored suit, talking passionately to the group um, to the rest of the classroom. Uh, This orc in the front of the class is holding up a book and pointing it to it a lot like very feverishly also they're wearing a stone earpiece fashioned to look like a bluetooth headset (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, so it's a i have a photo on the phone you this is your memory flash oh there we go okay yeah so this is this is sorry if that wasn't clear so you've been in this schoolhouse before okay uh guys i i think i i i think i was here recently attending some sort of lecture or um, pitch meeting or something. I, I remember a, uh, a grimoire of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, uh, I might try something. Uh, now, don't be alarmed. This is uh, just a thing that I can do. Uh, and Shaz, uh, <laughs> without any further warning, uh, starts to <laughs> mutate a little bit. And uh, you know how earlier I was describing this, like uh, Kelsey Grammer as Beast in the X-Men movies? Yes. But green yeah. and hairless. Uh, now this is Kelsey Grammer as Beast in the X-Men movies, but uh, not hairless. So a thick coat of fur <laughs> just like grows out of Shaz uh, as uh, they move into their sort of half like anthrope form. Uh, <laughs> and okay. uh, now uh, uh, I'm going to... Uh, uh, I, I'm going to just see if I can smell anything. 
just go quickly here. It's uh, don't are, yeah uh, again. Don't be alarmed. This is just a thing I can do. Are you uh, a werewolf, dog? Actually, Shaz? Shaz, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm trying not to be alarmed. But I am but alarmed. Cur- curious. Also alarmed. What just happened? You all uh, kind of follow your new wolf friend. Um, <laughs> toward uh the silo however halfway by the time you get there so you're you're pretty much whimsical chimney adjacent you hear you're kind of this little investigation is interrupted by the low roars of some orcs in the distance um you see a, a an orc riding on a large wolf followed by two more kind of just like running <laughs> and uh and a gorilla <laughs> with them Karen's thrown sure. by the gorilla. That's yeah, that's the one. Um, what what makes this so incredibly surreal is not the fact that there are three orcs and a gorilla running to you, but how well dressed all three of these orcs <laughs> are. But they're a little they're well dressed differently, like than Shaz is well dressed. Um, these are all of these orcs are wearing matching fleece vests over top tight fitting polos made of incredibly nice wicking material. Um, also, their socks are all different and are all vibrant. Uh, and the the three the band before you can say anything, the band of orcs approaches you. Um, the one riding the wolf calls out, <clears throat> "Well, well, well!" Grumnak guesses he shouldn't have assumed we were the only ones who signed an NDA today. Uh, yep. Uh, um, he- <laughs> Ch- Chaz 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 mutters under his yeah. breath. Uh, they've got cool socks and matching polos. We're in trouble, guys. <laughs> uh, Grumnak, Grumnak looks, the, the one riding the wolf, obviously, uh, looks at you, Shaz. A partner, Shaz, why are you here? You would so eagerly break your non-compete? Uh, uh, do, I, do I have any recollection of these guys at all? Uh, not yet. Uh, I... Um... Real sorry, guys. I, uh, I've got nothing. I have no idea what you're talking about. It, it no matter. Grumnak still feels confident our customer relationship management solution is best in class for effective closed <laughs> feedback loop and yields high return on investment. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely make sure that happens for you. Uh, can I roll a deception check? I love the moments yes. of this show that are clearly Andrew working through some stuff. <laughs> Strap in, boys. Uh, yeah, please, uh, you roll a deception check. Uh, let me re-remember what deception is. Charisma. Oh, that no good. That's a seven. It's a seven, okay. Uh, Grumnak's not very smart, so he he's just kind of like, he's doing, he's doing his own thing. Grumnak continues, Grumnak's gang uses latest in crowdsourced analytics and combines real-time data with state-of-the-art closed feedback loop. Uh, one of the other orcs near him steps forward. Um, his hand is holding the gorilla next to him, restraining it. It's called guerrilla marketing. God. No. No. Oh, no. For those at home, what you can't see, Andrew is pumping his his fist joyously. Shaz vomits blood again. (laughs) I write this backwards. Um, Grumnak continues. Chieftain Thrakil Grothheeb is visionary. Chieftain is disrupting industry through inexpensive cloud-based SaaS solution. Uh, yes, Thrakil. Um, 
Could you tell us the the timeline on synergy for those? Me not Drakil, me Gromnak. I'm sorry, Gromnak. Um, oh. <laughs> Gromnak, boy, you... boy, Gromnak is my face red. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry, Gromnak. Could you could you tell us the the timeline on turnarounds for those those synergy synergy decisions? In real time. Real time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, guys, um, looking for help here. Just um, guys, hey, I, uh, on my wheels. I know these guys. Uh, they're uh, they were at the same. They were at the schoolhouse with me before I uh, lost memory. Uh, I wouldn't be totally confident that they're not the ones who dragged whoever that was out of uh, out of the bar. Yeah, um, we we kind of assumed. Hey, uh, I just want to pinpoint out a couple things that I know. He's raising his voice a lot and he's yelling buzzwords. That usually means there's about to be. A business tussle. I just want everyone to be aware. Also, they have a gorilla on a a literal gorilla on yeah, a we, chain. Um, we d- heard him. It's it's gorilla marketing. <laughs> don't don't feed them. Don't you give that to them. What are you doing? We we take you now to to chieftain, but first we knock you out and tie you up. It easier way to transport prisoners. We have found. Uh, yeah, we're not we're not cool with that. Roll some initiative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck that noise. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, that's good. Uh, I got a, a dirty 20. Ooh, baby. Mm. I got 12. I got a 14. Roll the natural one. All right. Back of the line. Okay. Um, Chaz, we're going to start with you. Uh, you see, uh, here's the scene is you are kind. you guys are kind of like a little outside of that schoolhouse and still a distance away from the big silo that you were following your lycanthrope friend. Uh, you've got Shaz is kind of closest to the, the silo, um, whereas like you are kind of in the middle of the... Well, you can place yourself. I assume you're just in, kind of in the place in the middle of the group. Um, you are staring down the following. Uh, you've got the leader, Grumnak, with their, his uh, wolf companion. Uh, he is no longer riding the wolf. The wolf is just next to him. And then on either of his flanks, you've got two more orcs who are dressed in similar fleece vests and the, the ding-dang gorilla. Uh, what do you want to do? Um, Chaz, uh, holding his Lenovo ThinkPad, looks at it and decides, all right, I think that the, the best way that this is going to be a successful fight is if you, uh, Chaz, and you, Karen, bleed less than everyone else bleeds. So uh, Chaz is going to cast a uh, key performance indicator on those two because he <laughs> believes containing blood in your body is a key performance indicator to being successful in this battle. And so at the start of each one of your turns, uh, Karen and Chaz, you mm. each get three temporary hit points every round. Very fun. Oh, nice. And then, and then Chaz is just going to kind of jellyfish to the back of the line. Do those stack? <laughs> so like... uh, they, will, they just refresh. Okay. Yeah, um, it's your it is your three uh, temp HP overshield at gotcha. the beginning of each one of your turns. Cool. And yeah, then Chaz is going to like retreat to the back, put some distance between him and everyone else. Yeah. Okay. No mercy. Uh, I'm gonna attack this gorilla, and I'm gonna do it twice because I can. Hell yeah. Um. So I'm also going to use my crimson right when I attack right now, uh, as a bonus action. So I'm gonna imbue my. Uh, uh, by the way, I've been carrying a, a halberd this whole time. 
It's just been <laughs> fair. Yeah. So um, Shaz whips it out, and uh, it's a halberd. Uh, mm-hmm. I imbue it with fire power, so it will now do fire damage. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that being said, and it does a 1d4 of additional fire damage. So that's going to be a whopping... Oh, fuck my ass. All right. That's going to be a, a whopping one slashing damage and uh, three fire damage. So that's cool. Got him. It didn't like being slashed, but it's Good. fine. Um, oh, sorry. Karen. No, uh, add, add one more damage to that. I forgot that I get one Got extra it. damage from this. Karen, it's your turn. All right, um, Karen that sucked. Seeing the amazing flaming halberd and um, the the wallop of damage that Shaz just took, um, takes out or flips to a handy uh, ten ninety nine form on her clipboard and fills it out for Ch- for Shaz, um, casting the spell Warding Bond, putting putting Shaz under her. And the company's protection for the time as an independent contractor for the time being. <laughs> um, so Shaz for um, one hour or until you you lose, until either of us lose hit points or you move sixty feet away from me, um, you have plus one to AC, plus one to saving throws, and resistance to all damage. However, when you take damage, I also take that damage. Thank you. So. Go get them, Tiger, and she like <laughs> slaps them on the ass. Forbagorf. Uh I'm gonna fire another tweet at Grumnack with a screenshot of the marketing page that he is repeating verbatim to sound <laughs> smart. Uh, and that's gonna be uh, ten to hit. Bahaha! Obviously that Grumnack page, because Grumnack wrote page. Stupid human. Hop, 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 hop. Well, that, that was when you saying it, didn't it? I can attack twice per turn, and I'm going to no! re-upload that picture with a picture of the author of the book beside it that is clearly not Grumnack. <laughs> uh, and that was, a, that was a 19 to hit. Damn. No, you lie. Uh, and since I have Colossus Slayer and he's below max HP, I can do an extra D8 of damage. Um, so that'll be 11 total damage. Damn it. That hurt <laughs> somewhat. Uh, okay. And then, uh, we've got Grumnak who's still looking pretty healthy. And then his two loot, his two side orcs who one looks very bad and the other one, um, looks just okay. We'll, we'll do the two side orcs. So one of them crit, that's three crits this, this round. I'm like, not uh, kidding. Lord. And then the other one uh, didn't hit. So the, we'll say the one, uh, the first one was the one attacking Chaz. Uh, that's going to be 15 damage to you, Chaz. And then Karen, the one attacking you, missed. And then uh, yeah, Grumnak, Grumnak's going to go and, and charge against, uh, charge at Forbogorf. Um, that's going to be 21 to hit. That'll hit. Uh, that's 14 damage to Forbogorf. Ha! What do you, what think now, puny human? I, I wrote marketing, I, I helped write marketing copy. Uh, yeah, ah! you, you hitting me with a, with a club or I don't know what orcs attack with. You hitting I have an axe, you, damn it! You hitting me with an axe does not prove that you wrote a book. Ah! 
copy was mine, kind of. Um, the wolf is then uh, gonna gonna charge at uh, Shaz. Uh oh. And that's a that's a nat one. So yeah, uh, Shaz. Shaz, here's the deal. The wolf has one hit point. Uh, <laughs> just why don't you just tell me how you counter and and put this wolf to to sleep. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So as this wolf is uh, charging at Shaz, Shaz fully just, like, the wolf, like, jumps toward toward Shaz's mouth open, right, to take a big chomp, and Shaz just reaches in and grabs the wolf's tongue and just yanks it. Just, just good old tongue yank and flings it off in the distance. <laughs> nice. Ah, love Karen me a good old tongue horrified yank. and impressed. Yeah. Is Karen right. a little turned on? A little bit. Yeah, she's... Yeah. She's definitely I figured... found some bloodlust in in this new world. I, I figure with all the true, believe... true blood Karen watches, this must have been kind of exciting for her. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe that Karen has become the horniest character in this campaign. Can't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's HR, right? She's supposed to be the yeah, horniest. Yeah. Shaz, what do you got? Okay. Um, Three more temporary hit points. That's what you got. Okay. <laughs> Uh, is the gorilla still close to me? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like right. you know, up in your business, your proverbial gorilla, as it were. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I'm going to uh, do the same thing. I'm going to hit it three times again. Uh, so first up, those two halberd strikes are... I keep... So every time that I roll the two halberd strikes together, I roll the same number on both 20s, and I'm okay with it, because this time it was two 18s. Nice. Hey. So that. Do yeah, death. Defo. I like that Matt took the time to find out this gorilla is not here willingly and <laughs> just for us to Listen, to gorillas, gorillas start punching. You got to punch back. I know, but yeah. I'm sad. So that's going to be seven. Maybe, Sorry, that's going to well, be 17. I was going to say, maybe Forbergor doesn't share that with us till after the gorilla is dead. <laughs> yeah, um, Kyle's sad. Karen is fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be 17 slashing damage. And. Woof. Uh oh wow okay six fire damage. There there's our melee character uh Shaz. Why don't you tell us how you put down this majestic creature? Oh <laughs> damn endangered okay. this endangered yeah. silverback gorilla. Yeah. yeah. Uh well no mercy I uh, <laughs> uh Shaz takes this uh, newfound adrenaline that they feel from having just flung a wolf through the air. Uh, and proceeds to uh, just gore this gorilla with their flaming halberd. The spear tip of the halberd like drives straight through the gorilla and then bursts out its back and Fuck. like lights on fire then so that it's kind of like uh, impaled on a flaming stick. You know. Karen, yay or nay on what you just saw? <laughs> Two thumbs way up for that. I... You ain't seen nothing yet, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to log back into Twitter and find Grumnack's tweet about how he wrote this marketing book, and I'm going to report it so Twitter labels it as a disputed claim. And that's me <laughs> casting Hunter's Mark onto Grumnack, uh, and then I'm going to shoot another tweet at him. Fake news. Okay. Uh, and that'll be uh, 13 to hit uh, That is not going to hit Ah, uh, you silly human Grumnak submitted Full work cited uh, Well I can attack again so I'm going to do it again Oh no my dice Oh shit hold on my dice <laughs> went in my trash can 
<laughs> uh, that'll be a 21 to hit. No, Grumnack thought he found that on the internet. Um, let's roll your damage. Um, four, and uh, that'll be uh, 14 to hit. Last time Grumnack uses Wikipedia as source. Or 14 for damage, not 14 to hit. But yeah, you I shouldn't. Got it, I got it. Wikipedia is not a good, can't cite Wikipedia. Nerd. <laughs> no, know that. I didn't before. Uh, <laughs> it's Grumnack's term. Grumnack is pissed. Um, he's he's coming for you, Forbes. He's going to hit you. Um, I'm going to use my PMP certification to file a JIRA ticket and try and take away from that attack. Um, Wait, are you a certified still... PMP? Uh, yeah, well, Chaz will tell you he's a certified PMP. <laughs> P-I-M-P. you a lot. If you take six points away from that attack, does it still hit? Uh, oh, from the attack roll. Uh, yeah. Well, does a 14 hit? No, a 14 does not hit. Damn it. I was so ready to attack, and now I can't because <laughs> of project management certification. <laughs> <laughs> Has Forbergorf taken damage? Have you taken a lot of damage back uh, there? I have taken 14 damage. Okay, that's that's not that's not no damage. It's true. It's um, not no. It is more than zero. Statistically, cool. statistically. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna throw a healing word um, over your way. So issue that change order. You're gonna get back six hit points. Great, thanks. Um, and then I'm gonna keep looking at this orc ahead of me and be like, uh, we're gonna keep doing what we've been doing. So it needs another wisdom saving throw. Um. I'm gonna throw it back in that feedback loop again. That's a that's that's a no. That's a negative. All right. Uh, well, it's gonna take all four damage. Um, it is dead from that. <laughs> just from that. <laughs> in my mind, it like it like kept thinking about all the things that are changing, yeah. and then it like its eyes went cross-eyed and it just fell. Yeah. As as it as you see the en the life exit from its eyes, it looks longingly at its gorilla companion, <laughs> and you can see just all of the regret welling up in those last and few seconds of life. Be in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chaz uses the remainder of his turn turn to feel bad. <laughs> yeah, mm, he should. So, uh, Gr Grum Grumthorpe. God, I, I fully cannot remember this guy's name. This is Grumnack. Grumnack. Okay. Grumnasty. Yeah, so uh, so Grubsnacks. Um, uh, speed, speed is reduced to zero. Can't use reactions till the end of my next turn. Uh, and because I used my dice, I amplify that. Um, that being done, I'm now going to do my smacky smacks. All of them again. So let's see what the hell. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, one is a twenty-three, and the other is a uh, uh, twenty. Yeah, those hit. Yeah, cool. Uh, so it's gonna be. Where's my D ten? You're my D ten. Uh, okay, three. You're my D ten. Sorry, it felt it felt like something to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh that's six slashing damage and uh reroll that. Uh six fire damage. So twelve total. Got it. 
Blood hunters are so rad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shaz with an S. Why don't you tell us how Gromnak meets his maker? Oh, man. Okay. So just to add insult to injury, this guy is bound by my blood curse. And uh, as he stands completely immobile, uh, Shaz just really casually walks over and says, uh, Remember, you will be in my heart. And stabs him through the head. <laughs> the only movie Excellent. Shaz has ever seen is Tarzan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that since I saw it on a play. Uh. <laughs> All right. You guys, well, Shaz and brutally murdered most of these people, and the rest of you saw it. And we uh, helped. Yeah, and we helped. Uh, so it's, lies uh, lying before you is a series of orc bodies and other empty mm. husks that used to be friendly <laughs> animals. Chaz wipes some of the blood from the collar of his blazer and says, uh, maybe we should go check out that silo and like take a, take a quick five, tight five, just to like regroup a bit. Uh, Sounds Gorf, good to me. Forbergorf goes... You're very bloody. <laughs> He's uh, a blood hunter. It's they true. are a blood hunter. Um, Forbergorf goes and closes the eyes of the gorilla and whispers in its ears, <laughs> you didn't ask for this. Um, <laughs> real quick. Did, uh, Karen, Karen, were you searching the bodies at all? So, yes. Did you want to do that? Yeah. Okay. So you you didn't find any weapons um, while while Forbergorf is interacting with the gorilla. Uh, you don't find any any weapons, but you, what you do find is a little note in one of the uh, vest pockets of one of the the the, the side orcs, if you will. Um, it's a, it's a little note, and you can see there's similar writing from the uh, the orc bucks, but you can't read it. Um. Okay. I will. I will show that to. Um... To Shaz, just hey, you, you read Orcish, right? Like, can you? What's this say? Ah, yeah. One moment. Uh, Shaz uh, blinks and reverts back to uh, non, sort of beast mode. Uh, goes back to a totally like, normal thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, goes back to being less hairy. Uh, noticeably, Karen uh, Shaz's suit has torn a little bit. As a result of that transformation, Ooh. so now uh, you can see their rippling muscles. She's she's less into the not werewolf form, but mm. is into the ripped the ripped suit. So Shaz, right now, they are the beast after the beast is no longer beast in, in Beauty and the Beast, and it's just like the really sexy prince with somewhat tattered clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That's who they are right yeah. now. I'm trying, yeah. my goal here with this guest appearance is to make your listeners confusingly attracted to Kelsey Grammer. I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. We're fly, fly the banner. That's it's like, here. That's like your goal as a podcaster, is it not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I always feel confused about why all the women on Frasier find Frasier sexy. And then I remember that <laughs> yeah. he's also Beast. And it's like, okay, cool. We're good. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll read the note. <laughs> Uh, the note says, focus group at Raktika City Ruins. Sounds like there's a focus group at uh, Raktika City Ruins. Uh, Shaz, uh, you do remember that name. You recall that that is a dig site that is some distance outside of Grog's Landing, which is the, the orc commune. Uh, so that, uh, well, that's a dig site. 
not too far from Grog's Landing. Uh, I know it well. All right, awesome. Well, we're gonna pause here. This is this is gonna be the end of our episode. So where we where things stand right now is, you guys, uh, while you're standing among these these orc corpses and animal corpses, you are. Uh, a bit away about from the silo, which you remember had some sense. Uh, you were following the trail of some humans. Now you have this note that says to go to the Rectica City ruins for the focus group, which you don't know what that is, but it, it sounds very ma- marketing-y. Uh, <laughs> so that's, you've got kind of two, two leads at this point. Um, we'll pause here, and uh, we'll pick it up at, on the next episode. Yay. Okay, so if you've ever GM'd Dungeons and Dragons or another type of tabletop role-playing game, you obviously want your players to succeed and have those heroic moments, but man, does it feel good sometimes just to absolutely womp your players. You know, it's always the things you don't expect to be a big deal, like, I don't know, for example, deciding last minute to throw a couple low-level mages in some towers. Um, I ended up having to cut this bit out, but believe me when I say there was something about this particular encounter that made Tom go all Don Quixote and literally start punching one of the two towers until they realized that this was not going to come down via punching. But that's just it, though. You know, sometimes designing an encounter has really little to do with what your players are actually fighting and a lot to do with the, the setting and the environment and any other kind of situations going on that you're putting them in. Also, I, I don't think this was the first time he cast it, but I do know this was the episode that solidified Pass Without Trace as Matt slash Forbagorf's go-to spell, which that's something. So here is episode seven, entitled Once, Twice, Three Times an Owlbear, once again featuring Tom Zalatni. Welcome back, everybody. We are finishing up this exciting adventure with uh, your new friend, Shaz. Shaz. Um, Shaz. It's Shaz with a hard S. Hmm. Is that, is that like that? How you no. refer to that? I don't. What's the difference that, between that a hard S and a soft to. S? All right. Y'all are heading out for the Rectica Ruins. Uh, so we'll say after several miles of walking so and maybe a couple hours we'll call it uh you finally arrive at the dig site uh you look and it's not markedly impressive it looks to be fairly abandoned um there isn't a whole lot to see here you see a couple of moss covered granite pillars um they're kind of like half submerged into the earth um and and to be this is an excavation site so like clearly you're like you know there's a there's a big pit dug in um and then you see a smaller area where there's even uh, there's an actual like cavern kind of dug in in between those two pillars um and you see a rope tied to a wooden brace um just like just like a a rope leading down into the cavern i'll go look in the hole okay you see darkness good uh shaz shaz Shaz. Shaz. It's Shaz. Um, Shaz, are you... Man, this is... I don't know how to culturally ask this kindly. Do your people see well in the dark? I didn't mean that to sound the way that it did. What do you mean, your people? Oh, boy. Yikes. (laughs) Um, The big... uh, The the big, hairy... uh, Boy, yikes. I don't 
No, no, keep going, please. I just, <laughs> how, how's your night vision? Uh, Can you see anything down that one. hole? Ah, yes. Not uh, not related well, to your race at all? Um, <laughs> yeah. Boy, thought I thought no, I had not. that one. Um, nope. Got my very strong eyesight on you. It's Chaz, a whole asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Shaz looks down the hole with 60-foot uh, dark vision. Yeah, so you definitely, I mean, you don't see the end, uh, but you can, Shaz, you can clearly see that the rope leads down. Uh, in in that 60 feet, you don't see anything that would be considered dangerous. It's just a, it's just a well. Well, but looks you do like, not uh, see the bottom. Looks like all's well that ends in well. Okay, so ignoring that. doesn't that, make any sense, but okay. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's what safe. we should do... <laughs> I think what we should do is throw something down the hole and we'll listen for what happens at the bottom. Cause like if it breaks, then we know it's a hard bottom. If it if it splashes, we know there's water at the bottom. It's if, a wet bottom. Yeah. If it doesn't make any noise, oh, I hate then wet bottoms. I don't know. I don't know, but I think we should throw something in the hole. My vote I is Chaz. Chaz. <laughs> listen, if someone's gotta climb down the hole and, and and Chaz rolls up his uh, his blazer sleeves and says, "I'll I'll climb down this hole. I'll climb down this hole right now." All right, do it. Okay, here, get, here I go. I mean, climbing. I just I'm gonna climb it really well. I hope I All hope right. you're ready for that. Yeah, I bet um, you will. All right, Chaz, I, I, I will can too. I, Chaz, can I get an athletics check, please? Boy, ready, ready for that one. <laughs> it's a seventeen, hey, which is all right. a lot better than it could have been. Yeah. Well, fortunately for you, Chaz, uh, you immediately remember all of your rope climbing uh, days of of PE, middle school PE, and uh, my family paid for me one summer to get rope climbing lessons just to get me away from them. <laughs> you you slink down that about halfway down, and then you start to get real creative, and uh, you start to like. Um, What's what is it? You start to like rappel down, like with your legs, yeah. you know, yeah. like you're like thinking you're like a cavern explorer. Um, mm-hmm. You get all the way down, and you're at the bottom of this, and this like basically pitch dark cave. Um, I think I have now, uh, Chaz. Can I ask? Uh, can your kind see down there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know we didn't really talk about this, but are we sure we need to go in the well? Like, do we want to explore anything else now that Chaz is in the well? Uh, do you want to do you want to get Chaz out of the well, or do you just want to go down and see what what's up? Do you want me to lie to you, or do you want me to tell you the real answer? I want the real answer. Well, then we don't need to get Chaz out. I'm sure he's fine. We didn't hear a crash. You're right. Uh, what do you think, Chaz? Should we go down this well? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, we, at first I thought it would be funny to just throw him down there alone, but uh, I don't know. We should we should go get Chaz at least. He's down there. We should we should see what's up. We shouldn't split yeah, up right. the group. Yeah, I, we've I all vote, seen. That. I vote go down the well, and Karen. Climbs down, starts to Karen, climb down the well. Karen, you're you're a good paladin. Uh, can I get a strength strength check with advantage for being a good good paladin? Uh, twenty two. Yeah, you effortlessly do it. Yeah. What do I see down here with my orc eyes? 
Uh, <laughs> you, your people. So your your orc eyes definitely take a lot less time to get adjusted. Um, you see a much more defined path forward. Um, so what this looks like to be, I'll just describe it now that you can see a little bit better. So um, this is pretty clear that this was uh, an excavated tunnel. Um, this was mined out, so it looks it's very intentional. You can see some interesting texture on the walls. There are um, striations. Um, that's a that's a good geology word. There are striations. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> that you can see clearly, like very very clear, um, like layers of rock, and uh, in intermixed between all of this rock, there's these little deposits of that of this like really tough looking granite. Um, that you saw up above. As you continue down, uh, I'll describe the same thing I, I did to Chaz earlier, is you see a very clear path forward. It's got like a nine-foot clearance, so it's, you know, it's, again, very clearly very intentional. Um, and it slightly bends to the left, and you can see, you can see much more defined light um, bouncing off the walls. So if there aren't people here now, there were definitely people here at one point. Karen... Karen draws her clipboard and and looks to the group like, are we going? Are we like, that's that's clearly the path. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, we're down here now. We might as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, Chaz is going to gonna pat Karen on the back and say, you just you just take it. Lead, take us away. You, and she goes. There. She does. And... She doesn't wait for, for Chaz to finish to get his well, permission. She's going. <laughs> That was Chaz also giving you a bardic inspiration, but yes. Oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> so you got a D8 to, to use when you need to. All right, so y'all, you're, you're moving forward. Okay, um, Karen, you're in the front, yes? Yep. You take that bend that you remember seeing, and your vision is no longer so obscured. You're seeing there are now, uh, the path is now clearly lit up um, with these underground, uh, like mining, like lanterns, basically, like mining lanterns. Um can I have a perception check, please? Um, oh, what's perception? Wisdom. What skill Wisdom. is that? Wisdom, thank you. Uh, 12. Okay. You do hear the faint grumblings. You remember, now you remember what an orc sounds like because you just met a couple and you were walking with one. You do hear some faint grumblings. And uh, because you rolled a 12, uh, you can make out, Heard over there. Get ready. Um, Karen... Karen kind of stops and like puts her hand out and like stops the group and like does some like some SWAT signals like they're they're up ahead. Does Karen all... know SWAT signals or does she <laughs> <laughs> she just watched NCIS one time? <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it is. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so what the rest of the three of you want to do now that Karen's just waving her hand in front of her face? Well, Shaz has never seen NCIS, so uh, <laughs> I think Shaz is just gonna keep going. I don't know. I, I I'm gonna like grab him, it's probably and, like, be like, no, like, and then whisper, like, no, they're 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 up ahead, Shaz. Like, there's there's some someone's up there. Shaz would like to use Shaz as a thing to hide behind. I would like to hide behind them. <laughs> Um, Karen, okay. Karen, hey, hey, Forbagorf, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty nimble. Why don't you see if you can see what's going on up there? Do some ranger stuff. I knew I should have stayed outside of the hole. 
uh, I, <laughs> I say as I quietly try to sneak up around the bend and see I what's going on. I wasn't even supposed to work today. Uh, yeah. can I, I get knew a... I should have stayed home today. I got fired before we got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never let me hear the end of that, huh? Um, nope. Forbogorf, can I get a stealth check, poor yeah. boy? Oh, that's a nat 20. Nat 20! Hell yeah. Alright, um, well... You, uh, you start to, <laughs> we got a, a, an applause, non-auditory applause in the Zoom <laughs> chat. Um, you head toward that chamber, and I'll tell you what you see. So as you continue down the path, it's pretty clear that there is, uh, there is light on the other side of here. So the path, um, as it continues to wind, it, after a while, it opens up into this massive chamber. Um, I would say probably 60 feet across and 100 feet deep. So pretty, pretty big. You can tell. So you're kind of like against, we'll say you're like against the wall, but kind of still like obscured out of, out of vision. You can make out a, a series of these massive stone structures that look a lot like what you saw on the surface um, strewn about. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's an ancient city basically. So this is like, think about like, think of like the Incan ruins or something like this is like an, an old city. Sure. There are two now. It's, most of it's just like crumbling, crumbled rock, but there are two um, mostly intact towers on the toward the back on the left and right uh, flanks. Now you you can make out the towers, but at your point you can't see the tops of them. Um, but it's it's pretty clear that there are people in this chamber that are looking for you, and because you rolled a nat twenty, they have not seen you. Sick, cool. Ooh. So I'm like I'm standing at the the front of the chamber, right? Yep. You are like imagine you're in the doorway or in the in the like entryway, but like against the wall. Yeah, like, yeah. Still in the in the little path. Yeah. Can I can I get a read on like how many people? Um, I'm gonna say no, um, because your vision is still a little obscured. Okay. Cool. Um, so I think. I think I want to communicate this back with the rest of the group, so I'm gonna try and like sneak back. Okay, Not I'm gonna let you. Text. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you just do that because as part of your your nat twenty. So however you want to like either visually or or auditorily, you you can do you free room to do that. Yeah, I'm assuming that I probably tried to text someone in the group. <laughs> But because we're a hundred <laughs> feet underground, I don't you have got no service. service but so I just yeah. walk up with the text on my phone and show it <laughs> uh, with all of the things that Andrew just said to me. Perfect. Karen gets like real close to the phone and like <laughs> yeah, like, and turns yeah. the brightness up even though we're in an underground <laughs> cave. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you got it. Excellent. All right, what are you gonna do? Um, we have to get that book. Yeah, we need Which the grimoire. We're gonna gonna go murder that grimoire. Um, thank you. So they're so Karen. Karen's kind of like thinking out loud. I guess they're looking for us. We should go in ready to throw down. Raising her hand in a like business talky way, I'm very ready to to tank some damage because that's a thing she's heard before. Um, <laughs> On NCIS. On NCIS, <laughs> no, she, um, she overheard the younger the younger um, coworkers saying something like that. What? It's she heard it once. She heard it once. She knows Got kind it. of what it is. Um, Karen has cable TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair. yeah. Um, 
I think I should go in wearing all the buffs you guys can put on me, and then you support me from out of sight and try and try and focus them all on one point and you guys pick them off. What do you think? I should warn you, I don't have any buffs to give myself, but I'm uh, happy to join you on the front lines if that's... I'll take it. I would love to have you there. Mm. And we I bet you five. would. So mm-hmm. I, I'd like to, I'd like to jump in here for a second and remind everyone that I can, we can do the incognito mode thing, the incognito mode thing. If you remember that from a couple days ago, when I, when I stole the thing from the big dragon, I can just make us all like really hard to see. Um, and then maybe we can just like sneak in and sneak around because there is an undetermined amount of people looking for us. And there is a determined amount of us. Undetermined, determined. I don't know if I like our odds. I can't. I don't like that idea, but I'll leave it to the group to decide. <laughs> Karen wants to fight. <laughs> I'm always itching for a good scrap, so. I don't I'm know if you Karen see this armor. <laughs> this armor I have on makes it hard to sneak. It's very loud and clangy. It's also it's very she heard on TV once. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she's wearing the armor. She knows. So it seems like Chaz has a deciding vote here. I vote that we buff you two and you go in and take all the damage so that I don't take damage. And you you fire supporting spells from and I fire the background support- too. Yes. Yeah, I yep, I use my Lenovo ThinkPad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> To issue change orders to the projects they're doing. That's that's something I heard on TV that I'm supposed to be doing in my job every day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what is our order that Karen, y'all are going in. Karen will go first. Yeah. Because okay. I think Shaz will comfortably hang out immediately behind Karen. All right. Uh, Former Gorse in the back of the pack, invisible, because he thinks that's it, that this is a bad idea. Karen, what's your AC? 19. Uh, awesome. As soon as you step out, four arrows whiz by your body. <laughs> and three of them, like, don't, like, pretty much near miss you. The fourth, you actually, like, you, like, move your arm. And it's, like, it does, like, a cool Hollywood movie where it's, like, the arrows in between your hands, like, on like, <laughs> against the wall. Yes. <laughs> they um, know you're here. So, yeah. You, you hear you hear kind of an echoey scream. <clears throat> Brothers, it's time for A-B testing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Today we show how Chieftain Grothib is disrupting traditional market dynamics <laughs> to identify previously unmet need. This whole thing, I feel like we can thank the pandemic for because it's made Andrew mad. <laughs> not like not like angry, not angry. mad. But like unstable math. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the outlet. <laughs> when those four arrows whiz by me and Andy, sh- they shout that, Karen just l- shouts over her shoulder to Forb, Forb, get the book, and is waiting to roll inspiration. It's a grimoire. This is now a, this is now a we're, we're distracting so Forb can get the book and get out. Um, can I get, who are the, what's the order of people that are in again beside, behind Karen? Uh, um, Shaz. I think it's Karen, Shaz, Chaz. 
Karen, Shaz, Chaz. The those three people. I need charisma saving throws. Ooh, yikes! Okay, what do we got? What is my eighteen? Ooh, yuck! And you, everyone gets the D four on that one too. Oh yeah. Wait, D four. Uh, it's bless. Uh, bless. Oh, that's nice. That'll help me a little, I think. Um, yeah, Andrew, okay. I got a twenty-seven. Oh my god! Oh. I already have a plus six to Christmas saves. <laughs> excellent, absolutely I, excellent. Karen? I have negative charisma, but mine ended up being a nineteen thanks to that. Awesome. So, okay. Uh, Twenty-four. Okay. All three of you felt uh, started to feel like a tingling sensation, um, kind of like a like a like a dull ache, um, and then it quickly subsided. Um, and Didn't then like that. It's yep. not gonna work. And, then, and Karen like bash bangs her shield and her clipboard together like. Um, Bring them out. <laughs> and then finally, Karen. The image of a 40-something HR rep <laughs> like smashing weapons together, yelling, bring them out, is too good. Yeah. Um, Karen, finally, as, as, that, as that tingling sensation starts to subside, a huge flash of light passes right by your right ear, uh, or your right eye or right ear. Um, it looks almost like a, like a thunderbolt. Or a lightning bolt, Jesus, lightning bolt. Um, and then you hear you hear from the other tower. Advisory board findings show a twenty-three percent in user engagement when experiencing arrows to face. We, <laughs> we strive to trend above established baseline. <laughs> All right, which one of us had trend above established baseline? <laughs> no, I, I don't think anyone had that on the bingo card. Karen, you're still standing in kind of in the front, and we'll say it's it's a little bit of a line. Forbes, you're still in the you're still like behind, right? You're yeah. not like out in the open yet. Okay. Um. So how many do I have here? Karen's gonna take some damage. Let me have it. Uh, take twelve damage. All right, uh, and Chaz, Chaz with yes. a cha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's your turn, Charles. Um, how are how do we see them? How are they arranged? How far away are they? Yeah, what yeah. do we see now that all that we're, we're in combat? Yeah, totally. Um, so what Matt, what Matt couldn't see before was the tops of these two towers, and now it's pretty clear that these orcs are lined up at the top of the towers. Lord of the Rings style. And you've got two archers on each, like two part pointing like heavy crossbows at you, um, like two-handed crossbows. And then uh, and then an orc dressed, in, a sharply dressed orc um, on one of each, like kind of in the middle on both towers. Um, and Karen, uh, that is where that lightning bolt came from. So they're wizards. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's three on each, two archers and a wizard on top of each tower. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, I would like to aim at whatever tower is closer, and I'm going to try, I'm going to cast Shatter, centered where hopefully I can hit all three of them, because it's a Just 20 pick left feet or across. Right. Yeah, yeah, pick left or right. Then I'll right, right, okay. going to do it. Um, okay. So they so they all need to make a constitution saving throw. Um, 14 is their magic number. Oh, that's that ain't gonna do it. Um, that ain't gonna do it. That ain't gonna do it. That was really bad rolls. I'm gonna throw these <laughs> dice away. So, okay. uh, so a 
a what did I actually call Shatter? Hang on, I changed the name of this. Uh, downsizing. We're going to do some corporate downsizing on <laughs> them and their turret they're standing on. Um, so okay. they they each take 25 damage. Fuck. Because um, I, I cast it at level 3. Um, technically, they're, the inorganic material also takes damage, but whatever. Well, you just obliterated those two archers. <laughs> <laughs> I think... And I think, like, and Chaz thinks he's super cool and, like, probably did it while pointing finger guns. And then to actually see it go off, he was probably like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then he, like, scoots back behind. They, they just, like, their faces melted, like, at the end of Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think after I do it, I, like, scoot back behind Chaz. I go, okay, it's, you're up. Scoot, it's you now. That was impressive. I won't look. Yeah, fuck. Um, I, need, I need to lay down after that. Yeah, fuck. All right, uh, Forbagorf. <laughs> what are you doing, my man? Um, so we're we are in a cavern that's like sixty across, a hundred deep, and it's yeah. got two towers. Yes, sir. Okay. Is there are there any other like notable structures that I can um, see? Yeah, there. Okay, so I'll make this up on the fly. Um. I told you before, this is basically, it's like a ruined city, right? So right, yeah. there's like crumbled, crumbled, what would have been buildings, like, uh, like a, like an intact, like the top of a castle turret, not like a gun turret, but like a, you know, a series of turrets, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, and like, there's probably like a couple, like half, like destroyed walls and things like that. So if you're, if your purpose is looking for cover, you've got it. Okay. Um, well, I'm still like effectively invisible, so I'm Correct. just going to go in, hug the left wall of the cavern, and go up 30 feet. I, I believe you still need to do a stealth check. It's just that your numbers are really high. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty wild. Like, it's so, 10 higher than it normally is. Yeah. You're, uh, so you're not invisible. Like, invisible is a thing, but you just have you just have a really good stealth. So right. please, can I have a stealth check, please? Yeah, 19. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, my, new, my new stealth, like, bonus is plus 15, so... Okay. There we are. So, so what you're doing is you're basically you're trying to clear the distance, yes, to get yes, up to the towers. Correct. Okay. Cool. So we'll say you're uh, you're halfway to the tower. Okay. So two full move actions will get you to the top of one tower. Got two it. more full full cool. move actions. Okay. Uh, Shaz with a sha. Mm-hmm. And you get three temporary hit points, Shaz. Sweet. Uh, okay. Um, so sorry, just where are they? Are they all archers? Are there any like ground level? What are we dealing with here? Nothing on the ground level. They're all from your perspective on top of the towers. Well, that's a load of butts. Uh, it's 100 butts. Yes. You won't throw your halberd at him. I can't. Mm, okay. Mm, not with that attitude. No, no, no. Uh, how far away is the closest one to me? Uh, let's say... Would I say about they're about sixty? Yeah. Uh, By 60, what you just told feet. me, it would be sixty feet. Yeah, sixty sixty ish feet. So sixty out. And 30 if you're out. if you're if you're gonna try to fire an arrow, for example, you could probably hit them with disadvantage. Right, but I can't get to them. <laughs> not the... not in one turn. No. Hmm. Hold up, my bonus action lets me move my speed toward a creature but that doesn't take away my other speed i can actually yeah, just go 60 movement. feet here yeah okay i'm gonna yeah. run toward one of those pillars and give it a big old smack hell yeah all right that's that give it a uh, smack i'm gonna smack the pillar with give my, that big okay. pillar a smack <laughs> all right, shaz are go. you at the right pillar or the left pillar 
I I shot at the right one. If that yeah, I'm gonna you. I'm gonna attack the pillar that has people alive on it still. <laughs> okay, so, so that'd be the left one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we so go. So Forb Forb is hugging the left wall. Shaz is attacking the left pillar, and yeah. Chaz melted. Did the a right number pillar. on the right one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you 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 smack at the tower a couple times, and you hear, "What are you doing? Stop that! Uh, <laughs> are you kids?" Yeah. Uh, and you get a little a little chunk takes out of it. Um, so you definitely making a little bit of progress. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, no major structural damage yet. Fair enough. Uh, okay. So, um, wh- while you're doing that shaz, you hear, uh, directly above you, um, <clears throat> what that is, is what you guys can tell is, uh, one of the remaining archers, uh, blowing a horn and, uh, you hear kind of like a thump sound. From from the distance. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Karen and Chaz, um, can you guys please make a Dex saving throw? Would you've you asked me to do Karen? the two good saves. I'm I'm good. I know. At, so. I know. You're a you're a you're a flippy bard. Thirteen. Okay. So what happens is, uh, Karen and Chaz, you start to feel this massive tremor directly beneath your feet and and Chaz because you are a flippy bard wizard uh you're able to jump out of the way what'd you roll Todd uh and 20 something okay um unfortunately Karen uh because of your aforementioned heavy armor uh you do not get out of the way and you're gonna take the full brunt of this uh, oh boy yeah Oh, um, okay. Um, I just <laughs> rolled a lot of dice. So that was, was 20. So Karen, you're going to take 24 damage <laughs> and Chaz, you're going to take 12. God damn. Great. All right. Um, Let me just from that, what, what was it? Uh, yeah, what, that what is happened a spell, to me? That is a spell called erupting earth. Uh, so what happened is literally the earth a fountain of churned earth and stone erupts in a 20-foot cube centered on your on that point. Um, the, there's good news and bad news. So good news, uh, Karen, you did have some temporary hit points. Yeah. The bad news is no one gets temporary hit points anymore because that broke my concentration. No. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, furthermore, that ground is now difficult terrain. So Karen is going to have to um, take a full action to get out of that area if she wants to move fortunately Chaz, you dodged it so you don't you're okay so am i within 60 feet of the tower with all the living people yes you are on the well there's still a mage there's on top the of one. that tower yeah you just the yeah. two or archers are who you obliterated yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna look up to the left tower then and i'm gonna trap all try and trap all three of those people in a burn rate meeting um, which is <laughs> fairy fire. So uh, they need to all make a dexterity saving throw of 14. Fortunately, the, the mage uh, made it. The archers did not. Um, the, the flavor of this is that the two archers now um, have a, they shed uh, a light in a 10 foot radius the flavor of this, though, for us is I assume they're just complaining about how much money the company is hemorrhaging. 
Um, <laughs> so, so uh, for the next minute, any attacks against those two archers have advantage. Okay. Um, All right. And then, then Chaz is going to try and take cover. No, I've suddenly realized why I... All the decisions that leadership has made are ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still like, in my mind, they're still doing archer shit, but they're just yelling this while they're trying to shoot us. <laughs> I am not using the full breath of my talents. <laughs> yeah, that's that's happening. <laughs> right? Yeah, so uh, any attacks. And I think I, I yell at Forbergorf, shoot those ones. <laughs> Shaz, uh, you're still hacking away at this tower. You see, kind of in this like th- this little ent- this little expanse on the far side of this cavern, uh, this big creature just just appears, kind of yeah. just like skitters in. Okay. Um, it's it's on it's on all fours, and it looks like it has the body of a bear, but it has a beak. It's an owl bear. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. And it comes charging right for you. Uh, how big? Are, how big? Are, how big is the owl bear? Well, it is in D and D terms a large monstrosity, so uh, bigger, bigger than like, a little bigger than like your bigger br- than a brown bear, basket? like a grizzly okay. bear. Yeah. So I just googled owl bear, and it's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah they're rad. <laughs> yeah, they're super cool. Yeah, they're um, they're I like them a lot. cuties. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if I ever played an orc, I would want to be an orc beastmaster and have an owlbear as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> this is what that was. Thank you. Um, so, um, Owly the Owlbear is coming right for you, Chaz. <laughs> Chaz. Don't give Just it a it. name. <laughs> <laughs> you look Owly right in the eyes as you kill as you kill them, Tom. Just, um, like, sh- just like that gorilla. I just mean, you like know that I will if it comes to it. <laughs> Chaz, what's your AC? My AC is uh, 15. That's not enough AC. Nope. It's not. Um, so it does some damage. Yep. Just heads up. Oh, it does some damage. Oh. <laughs> oh, it does some damage. Oh, it does some damage. Oh, boy. Yeehaw. 22. How's that? How's that? Fuck. Yike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what kind of damage does it do? Uh, just just damage ass damage, piercing and slashing. So oh, uh, I didn't turn into a wolf. Damn it. Okay. No. Oh damn it. Uh, I hate it when I do that. Hot beans oh, every I time. I should have transformed. All right. Cool. Great. Karen, it is your turn. All right. Karen, ha- low on life, um, is going to turn from the the wizard she was going to to attack, turn toward the owlbear and shout at it. Hey, owlbear! Hey, owlbear! (laughs) Albert the owlbear. Albert. (laughs) Hands off the hot orc and cast compelled duel on the owlbear. Did she just call me hot? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Question, is that a... Okay. A wisdom save. It's got to beat a 14. It did, believe it or not. But no. actually, be, well, here, here's where we're gonna. I'm gonna fudge this a little bit. I'm gonna say roll. I'm gonna roll this with disadvantage because you figured out the Albert, the Albert's name, which is Albert. <laughs> Albert. <the> Albert. <laughs> hey, he failed. Albert Yay. failed. Okay, so you awoke um, something primal within it. Only yeah. its parents called him Albert. <laughs> it has disadvantage on on oh. rolls against anything but me. 
um, and it's got to make a wisdom save every time it tries to move further than 30 feet away from me. That's right. Um, then I'm going to use my movement to move toward it and attack twice with my clipboard. Yeah, fuck it, do it. Um, that is a 16. Yeah, smackies. All right. Do it up. Um, nine damage. All right. And then my, I'll attack again. That is a 15. It's going to do it. And and nine da- nine more damage. Okay. It uh, did not like that. Um, it's looking pretty sick. It's still standing, but it's it's not looking great. Albert's seen better days. <laughs> and if we could deal with those wizards, that would be cool. <laughs> Ooh, I just I just rolled two nat ones on the orc archers. Um, so they shot each they shot at each other. <laughs> They're so mad about about yeah. how much money this company is hemorrhaging. Yeah, um, they are already uh, on Monster dot com. <laughs> new jobs um chaz with a cha it Great. is your turn um i'm gonna try and just uh just pop a shot at wounded wizard um so i'm just gonna just roll uh, uh yeah i'm gonna try and assign them a new project on my lenovo thinkpads that's a 24 to hit that'll hit and they take nine damage um Chaz, why don't you explain how this first mage uh, gets incinerated? Um, I think what it actually did was uh, it sent a, that mage a ping to its beeper um, to let it know that the other mage uh, is getting is taking control of the project because he's done such a bad job. <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> no, I've been I've been found out. <laughs> And then, and then I again, I continue to try and just keep a low profile. You you do that, uh, Florbergorf. You are now um, at the base of the leftmost tower. The at this point, the only one with life on it, on top of it. Um, I would like to climb the tower. Okay. Cool. You can you can do your move action to do that, and you'll still have an action when you get to the top. Cool. So at the top of the tower. Um, I would like to shoot the mage um, and also cast Ensnaring Strike on my weapon attack on that mage. Uh, And the the flavor for that is I'm going to get up there and take a very unflattering picture of this mage from behind and then plaster it all (laughs) over the company intranet. Ooh, baby, that's six damage. And was he, was that mage at max health? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but now it is entangled in thorny vines. And, okay. uh, well, it has to succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by thorny vines. Nice. All right. So what I'm thinking is I wouldn't mind using my aggressive action to climb the the pole, the pole, the tower. The tower. And attack For you, it's a pole. Yeah. <laughs> to, to climb the pole and attack whatever is up there. But I know that if I try to climb the tower, I will be risking an opportunity attack from this owlbear. And I don't have quite enough hit points to, like, justify that kind of risk. I think you just got to lay down the smackies. Yeah. yeah. 
okay, I will lay down the smackies. I'm going to smack them three times again, just like last time. Take Once, out the old twice, three times an owlbear. Triple halberd <laughs> smackaroon. Uh, okay, well, two of those are sevens and the other is an 18. Okay, one of those is going to hit. Oh, yeah, shocking. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So that'll be 1d10 this time. Uh, okay, so that's seven slashing damage, and I got Mafuya. Uh, three fire damage. Is the Albert still alive? Is Albert still alive? Al- Albert Albert is still alive. Um, oh, he's, he's, he's French Canadian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Albert Albert. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> hold on. Let me see what 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 kinds of actions these can or yeah. Um, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to attack Albert twice. Um, that is a thirteen and an eighteen. Yeah, baby. Both of them. Woo! Natural armor. D8s. Just got fur. Just just yep. fur feathers Ooh, situation. Yeah. Saw furs and furs and beaks <laughs> all the way down. All the way down. <laughs> that is 18 damage total. Karen, annihilate this Albert. Alright. Oh, so the first the first swing is going to be a, a nice hearty like slash across the chest. And Albert you know, rears back and roars and bellows in pain. And then Karen on the back swing just takes his head clean off, um, decapitating Ooh. the owlbear and saving um, saving her and Shaz from a grisly fate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Ah, <sighs> uh, Forbergorf. Okay. I'll ask again, can I use a full action to try and yeet one of these archers off the top of the tower? You may do so. I would very much like to do so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will that. yeet specifically the one who just stabbed me off of this tower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do it this way. So that's, we're going to make, we'll do a grapple. Okay. So it's just strength check versus strength check. Okay. If it means, tell you, if it, if it means anything, he's still complaining about the the hemorrhaging of the funds of the company. Yeah. Now, I do want to tell you, as 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 my good friend Matt Cole, not as a dear DM, but just as your good friend, you are a ranger, uh-huh. and you are going <laughs> against an orc for a strength check. I'm not saying that the deck is stacked against you. It's just like... You do have a bless. So I like, do have a bless. bless. Way the so, warning, Andrew is very clearly telegraphing to you, but also you've got yeah. a default. I don't think so it's impossible, cares. and I actually really want this to happen because it's super fucking rad. But yeah. I'm just telling you to to because you may not have thought have haven't realized that. That's all. There is there is not a single part of Forbergorf who believes that this is gonna go any way other than his right. way. So right. we're That's what we're, I needed to hear. We're doing this grapple. Um, um, okay. I didn't roll very I, well, so well, to be fair. And I'm going to use, um, I'm going to issue a Jira ticket to take five away from whatever that thing rolled against cool. Matt. You, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to pass the grapple check if you don't roll a one then. Uh, I rolled a 14, so. Great. Uh, <laughs> Matt, I, you, uh, you successfully grapple with this archer, and uh, you've got him in the 
end of the Lion King position where you've got him half off the ledge. Um, it would not take a lot of, of strength to just push him off. But you do have to look inside the look into the <laughs> eyes of this very, very real person who looks like your new friend Shaz. So wait, you may weigh those mor- that moral dilemma now. <laughs> Uh, dilemma has been weighed. I push him off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no! Chaz yells. I would have done the same. <laughs> um, now, now, hold on. I'm sorry. I have to, just for the flavor. So Shaz <laughs> doesn't doesn't see any of this, but Shaz does see. <laughs> that archer is super dead cool mm. um and then as a ranger i get a second attack um yeah, so i'm gonna turn around and point blank shoot the other archer from i don't know however many feet away i am on the top of this tower um okay so technically uh the i believe the grapple would be a full action but I like this so much that I'm gonna say I will let you. I will let you with one hand push it off while the other like dead arm just fire. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, do you want me to roll that with disadvantage? I, I want you to. Uh, yeah, I do want you to roll that with disadvantage. All right. But don't forget your bless. Yeah. But please uh, use your bless because wow. I really want this to work. That first one was a nat twenty. Good. <laughs> oh. Uh, I hate to see it. And that yeah. was, the, with the disadvantage, it was a, uh, I guess, with the attack bonus, it was a 22. Thank Christ. All right. <laughs> nice. Can you please walk us through how this works? Because yeah. I, I, I need this flavor. So there are, something broke in Forbergorf when I got diet stabbed <laughs> by this horse. <laughs> and I, it broke enough that I yeeted him off of the top of this tower. And as I was pushing him, I was holding my Blackberry, filming the reaction of his friend watching him die. And then I posted that on 4chan and it has like a million notes. You went um, you went into awesome. you went into like the avatar state for yes. a minute. <laughs> my eyes turned yeah. blue. Yeah. Oh, um, that was so fucking rad. Cool. So that's uh that's six damage, and then was I've lost track. Was that archer that I just shot at max health? Yeah. So okay. it's not dead, but it uh, it got hit yeah. point blank range. Great. So I'm I'm <laughs> on top of this tower. I've thrown one orc off. I've shot another orc in the face, and there is a wizard in writhing vines at my feet. Yeah. <laughs> something. Something. Forbagor feels like a god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All because I got diet stabbed and blown out of invisibility by the wind. <laughs> um okay are there still butt boys at the top of the tower there are two butt boys at the top of the tower <laughs> all right. get those butt boys shaz gonna go stab some butt all right uh so i'm gonna use my aggressive climb to aggressively climb yeah. up the tower <laughs> you did it sick uh all right <laughs> which one's closest to me uh, we'll say the uh, the mage because the other archer just got a face full of blackberry arrow. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stab that mage three times with my big boy sword. <laughs> so only one of those hits, but the one that hits is a crit. Nice. So okay. Double damage. So that'll be uh, eight plus six is fourteen slashing damage plus one two fire damage. Okay, so was that 16? Yeah. 
Okay. It is looking very sick, very weak, not yet dead. Damn. There's stairs to these towers, right? I can. Yeah, easily. it's like a ladder. Okay, I'm gonna climb yeah. the tower, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna push the bound mage off the tower. Can you give me a strength check with advantage? You're gonna have to I touch sure, the pokies. I sure can. Twenty-one. Yeah, you just like rip this thing out of the the thorns <laughs> and chuck it. <laughs> and just, like, just like overhand throw this person off. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's dead. it had like three HP, so it's like, yeah. super dead. I'm not even sure. gonna roll the D10. To, to, <laughs> boy. That's it. You've completely demoralized and decapitated this this troop of orcs. Congratulations. Karen Woo. Karen looks around and says, "That is exactly how I wanted it to go." <laughs> Karen, uh, your your definition of success is just a little different than my definition of success. <laughs> Any landing you can walk away from, and then like shoots two finger guns uh, to wherever um, Chaz is standing. <laughs> I think as you say that, I look at Chaz, who has blood just pouring out of them. <laughs> I'm fine, I promise. <laughs> she has vomits again. <laughs> Anybody um, have Karen, any hit die left? Karen is gonna oh, help. Oh yeah. Karen's gonna help yeah. help Shaz up from vomiting and uh, um, let's lay lay ten points of hands. Let's off. duck into this little. Let's duck oh into this this makeshift castle and take a short rest yeah. and burn some hit die. What you? Lay ten points of hands on me. <laughs> <laughs> All ten of the points. Um, um, so short rest, yeah. Short rest, yeah. Yeah, and, and everyone gets an extra four hit points back. And now a spectacular express spooky review read. This review from Arthur underscore and 18. As always, it's a blast to tune into the geekery loaded monologues, banter, tangents, and topic mishmashes of debate this. Nerd onwards, my friends. <laughs> This has been a Spooktacular Express Spooky Review Read. I think one of the toughest things about being a GM is actually designing like a good boss character. Since turn economy is so important in D&D, battles against one singular character no matter how powerful they could be, can easily turn into just like this one-sided kicking circle. And it's why D&D has things like legendary actions and lair actions that your boss monsters can perform outside of their turn. But that can also swing the pendulum in the other direction a lot of times. So uh, you may remember, since I did the tropey JRPG, you're meant to lose this fight thing with the Shrieker General in the first arc, I wanted to give the guys, you know, a little feeling of growth by being able to beat the boss without outside help, but still make them very, very aware of how vulnerable they are in this world. 
So my solution was for them to encounter a monster like the Shrieker General, but halfway through its zombification, turning into a Shrieker. This allowed for the monster to be a little weaker while still being powered by this otherworldly energy, and also, frankly, allowed for a cool Resident Evil scene of this orc chieftain literally devouring their own crew. This episode was also the introduction to Finance Phil, um, one of the surprise recurring bits that has served as quite the deus ex machina for Todd and friends throughout this campaign. This is uh, Tom's last episode as Shaz, entitled, Not Now Chieftain, I'm in the Zone. Is that, is that reference for anyone but me? Do you want to do anything else in this room? Remember, you are in a large cavern with some like ruins, these two massive towers, and a bunch of a bunch of dead bodies, a lot of broken bodies that have been pushed off towers that are lying on the ground at the feet of said towers. Look, you, I'm a I'm a simple man. You give me a tower, I'm gonna push some enemies off of it. <laughs> the towers have moats of body soup. Yeah, that's that's a thing. I don't Frown like that. Frown at that as much as you want, Tom. <laughs> I, I still said it. Um, I don't like that at all. I've got 15 points of lay on hands if anyone needs extra healing. and um... I, I'm fully topped off. I'm good. All right. Okay, so uh, let's say you guys keep moving forward. You see... Okay, so just to kind of explain where you're at again. You're in this large chamber. Um, on the On the far side... Um, you don't really see like clearly this is where remember if you guys remember this was like a mining facility so like this area was like very uh, meticulously dug out um, with like actual equipment and you don't really see another way out it looks as though this is kind of the end but if you remember that Albert named Albert uh, <laughs> did come <laughs> crashing through somewhere yeah it came ca- crashing through somewhere and uh, you can see a little like hastily dug out tunnel um, kind of like nestled in the far corner. That's pretty much it. There doesn't seem to be any any light source or anything coming to it. So it's hard to t- it's hard to like make out definitions. But that's basically the only thing you can tell. So it's pretty clear that's the path forward. I think we need to go that way, guys. And Karen just like grabs her clipboard and slowly <laughs> trunches toward it. Um, Shaz turns to Chaz uh, <laughs> and says, "Well, do you want to?" Go down this hole first, too. Uh, yeah, I mean the last one. I did great. I did great. I did great, and I didn't vomit blood today. So I think, if anything, <laughs> we should be following my lead. Wow. All right. You, you you vomited blood. Karen got shot by every arrow imaginable, and it's uh, fine. She for, she turns how, around to yell. <laughs> yeah, she is. Forbergorf. For, for, for you 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 did body check a couple big dudes. So that's pretty cool. Um, I trust half of our judgment more than the other half right now. Um, I, at risk of being uh, politically incorrect again, where did we land on uh, Sh- Shaz? You being able Shaz. to Sh- yeah, Shaz, you and your um, how you see in the dark. Your your uh, your not your. How um how you as a person that Shaz, you as a person see, Shaz, how you see in the dark Shaz. are you able to see in the dark yeah you specifically not generally not generalizing just you all all orcs can see in the dark yes Karen Karen kind of gives Chaz like 
a pat on the back like wow you you actually did it <laughs> uh, Chaz is sweating <laughs> his back is just damp oh just, I, uh, yeah I love the idea that Karen can add fantastical racial sensitivity training to her HR <laughs> CV picked it up like that too Chaz, Chaz will sign off on that yeah <laughs> totally okay um all right, you, you guys going to explore? So if if this is this is in character too. If if we're going to go in like with Shaz first, it's going to go like last time and we're going to take a lot of a lot of damage. Do we want to do that or do we want to send in our our sneaky guy first? And she like winks and finger guns at uh Forbergorf. Two problems with that plan. Sure. Um problem 1 it's dark, and I don't see in the dark. Karen holds out so, her torch. <laughs> so I don't know that I, I ignore Karen. I don't know that I am the one to, <laughs> to be doing the exploring in the dark. Um, thing two, if you can be invisible, yeah. why would you teach me to be <laughs> invisible when you could just be invisible and do it yourself? Chaz, He's got a good Chaz. point, Chaz. Karen's Karen like turned turned her body to to Forbergorf's <laughs> side now and is is looking at Chaz. Uh, uh, Chaz takes this uh, line of dialogue as a direct in- attack and insult, and he pops out his he chest. Should. He goes, he pops out his chest. He goes, "Fine, I'll do it myself." And I cast invisibility and I march forward. <laughs> Chaz all incredulously uh, marches a- away from the group while invis starts to walk down the almost pitch black corridor. Um, Chaz, as you're slowly walking, you're kind of feeling the walls and you don't see any on the, anything on the other side. You just start to hear some voices. Um, <clears throat> let me get into character now. <clears throat> you need to be search engine optimized right now. Grog's landing only the fourth highest search term. An embarrassment. <clears throat> no. SEO not even a concern if we don't have established customer base. Urgrak have proven lead generation capabilities through exclusive partnership with Stones Force. Andrew's Stones just, Force. just reading Stones just Force. reading notes from his last me- work so, meeting. <laughs> did everybody did everybody get Stones Force? I got Stones Force. Sales Force. Yeah. yeah oh, great. Gotcha. Great. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Um, <laughs> Chieftain, you such visionary, yet have been quiet for a long time. Grace us with wisdom. Uh, and then, Chaz, you hear a too familiar screeching sound. <laughs> Chieftain, you have customer insight to share. <laughs> Wait, what happened to your <laughs> eyes? You you start to hear. <laughs> That very familiar shrieker screel, screel, <laughs> screech. Screel. It's a it's a cross between a squeal and a screech. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the sounds of bones crunching together. Gross. Um. Uh, yeah. It sounds it sounds pretty bad. Uh, maybe maybe future Andrew or future Kyle will put in some some great uh, audio there. Well, now I gotta Chad. go find bones to do good foley work. Uh, <laughs> Chaz. Chaz is making the assumption that the chieftain is being uh, either eaten or converted into a shrieker. 
one of those two things is probably taking yeah, place so here. I'm going to give you like 15, 15 D and D seconds to figure out what to do. Um, if I can't see this happening, if I'm just hearing this, yeah. I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to book it back because, uh, this seems like the, well, I'll, I'll say the rest of it when I get back in character. Yeah. Okay. So I make it back. Um, still invisible, and I try and sneak up on everyone because I think that's funny. <laughs> You're still a little incredulous. <laughs> yeah, and I and I go, I go. Okay, so here's the deal, and I try and do it in a way that is somewhat jarring to ah, everyone. God. <laughs> Karen, Karen jumps a foot in the air. <laughs> and while I'm saying these things, I'm weaving around them invisible. I want it to be. I'm. This is this is a Chaz peacocking in this very important moment. Um. So they are there are orc people in there, um, and their chieftain is either being eaten by a shrieker, or being turned into a shrieker, getting that that old uh, lament treatment. I think. Um, so uh, we should probably just go in there now because it seems like an opportunity where either it's going to get worse if we don't go now, or we can capitalize on a bad things fighting bad things and we take advantage. Um, as Eddie. Chaz is saying that, you hear a loud screech. That thing. Um, that's yeah, the thing. That's that's it. Any any chance you saw the grimoire in there? Grimoire. I, I saw um, Grim, grimoire. The book. Grimoire. I didn't see the book. Um, I didn't see anything because it's very dark, um, and I don't have vision in the dark uh. like some. Like some mm -hmm. individuals in our party have the ability to do that is special and unique just to them. You can say um, it. I, your people, your people can do this. <laughs> the sounds, the sounds of bones gnashing against stone. Do not wait for your bit. We, uh, Karen, Ch okay. Chaz goes. We should get going. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Opposite so, of what I said. If there are a couple orcs and a shrieker in there, yeah. What if we wait out here? For like I don't know a couple minutes, see how many of them kill the other ones, and the, then we have less. What to if do. what if what if the orcs just become stronger shriekers? It's Karen yeah. Points okay, so I don't have a good answer to that plan, yeah. and I hate that you're right, but maybe we should go. Um, Karen, yeah, Karen has her clipboard armed and ready. Um, cast and casts um her last level one spell slot. To cast, um, where'd the spell go? Oh, morning. Um, Shield of Faith on Shaz. It's like, let's do it. What does Shield of Faith do again? You get plus two AC. Uh, mm. yep. um, yeah, I say we should probably just uh, get in there right now. That right. seems reasonable. You, you all uh, you all head back in toward the tunnel as you, as you kind of are... Not running, but like walking hastily, um, kind of hurried. Because again, you're still kind of crawling through a tunnel. Um, you hear these like blood curdling screeches, followed by a really low scream um, from an orc. Uh, he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> uh, So you finally reach the end of the tunnel. We'll just say for flavor. Um, you see, so what, what you see, Shaz, is uh, two well-dressed orcs that look very similar to what we've seen in the flashbacks and uh, what you guys saw up up in the, on the surface. Um, two well-dressed orcs watching in horror as this blackish-green figure is kneeling over a third 
pre- previously well-dressed orc uh, and and quite literally eating out its insides. It's, it's a real Resident Evil moment where <laughs> you're kind of like, its back is turned to you. And when you when it smells you, it kind of like gets up and it's still kind of like hunched over and then turns and then does like a Resident Evil slow turn. Oh, <laughs> wait. And it just like... Uh, what, are you can... <laughs> what are you buying? What are you buying? Um, the the greenish blackish figure stands roughly two feet taller than the other orcs, and its body is covered in this like matted fur and sharp protrusions all down its arms and legs. Um, you can see there are still places where the the tattered suit coat still fits now plastered to its much larger body. So clearly there was some body horror going on here <clears throat> um the final and so as it looks at you shaz it kind of like throws the corpse of that that dead very dead very very dead orc like a through the side like a hunk of old meat and uh and you see um you now you don't know what you're looking at but you do see something else strapped to its chest uh it looks like kind of like a plate of armor but it looks like a glimwow. Ah, there it is. Uh, And you cannot read it because we have established that you can't read. (laughs) Or you can't read common. Uh, Gwimwow is my favorite uh, absorbent cloth that you use to clean up messes. Uh, Ah, there you go. That's a good one. Uh, This monster that's looking at you, Shaz, gives another loud screech. And the other two orcs that are still sharply dressed, dressed... ready their weapons, and they yell, we must protect Chieftain! We have to find cure! Uh, roll some initiative. Ooh. Oh, baby. I'm gonna ask you, the DM, can I shoot an arrow from behind Shaz's much larger body than mine? Um, let's say... Yeah, he's in the opening, so I think it's, I think it's okay. Okay, um, cool. What are you, what are you gonna, sh- what are you gonna, uh, shoot at? Uh, I wanna shoot at not the shrieker at one of the other two orcs. Okay, I'll let you do that since at this point the the shrieker is kind of hunched down. Yeah, yeah. So I'll okay. I'll target one of the other two orcs. That works. Um. Wow, that's a nineteen to hit. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Yeah. Um, and that is five damage. Okay. And then I can attack twice per turn. So I'm going to shoot another digital arrow at the other non-Shrieker orc. Uh, and that was an eight to hit. Oh, why Why do I feel this weird sensation in my brain? Oh, it, the, these intruders, they're the one who turned the, sh- the chieftain. Get them. Okay, so here's what I'll do since I'm still invisible. I'm going to... Whisper into Shaz's ear. Here, this will help you be better. And I'm gonna, yeah. And I'm gonna give Shaz uh, a bardic inspiration. Oh, so uh, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help Shaz uh, mitigate any future risk that they may have. Um, and then I'm, I don't want to step beside Shaz because I'm still invisible. I guess I want to get in further into the room and like out to the side and just chill there as invisible as I can be for a while. Um, so I don't know where that places me in like the scope of this room. Um, um, we'll say you kind of scooch on to the left side of Shaz, kind of like a little away from the danger. 
but kind of like back your back is probably against the wall. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm going for. And then I want to ready an action that uh, the first enemy that manages to attack Shaz, I'm going to I'm going to pop him a quick a quick little something from my Lenovo ThinkPad. <laughs> OK, um, make uh, make a note of that, would you? Yep, I gotcha. That's my turn. Okay, um, Karen. So the because the sh- the Shrieker monster hasn't really engaged anyone in combat yet, it's just kind of hunched down, kind of ready to pounce. Um, it's gonna it's gonna pounce on you. It's gonna attack you as you try to sneak past it. So you see it kind of it it's kind of on. I, I mentioned I described a little bit what it looked like, but but you only Shaz had seen it. So imagine this thing that that it it looks vaguely like an orc, like it has still orc features, but it's definitely much more gaunt. Um, it's way <laughs> taller, and instead of like kind of like that darkish green, it's almost black. Um, and it's got this like gross matted fur. Um, but the most kind of uh, the most notable thing are all these spiky protrusions. So it looks like almost kind of demonic a little bit. Which you've come to, and then of course there's the the usual the sunken black coal black eyes that you've you've noticed from the shriekers. Um, the most, and and I'll tell you this because no one else has seen this yet. The most notable thing, though, outside of all the 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 others, is it's very defined, in air quotes, body armor, which is literally just the Marvis and Marvis brand guidelines duct taped, like strapped to strapped its chest. to it. Okay, it's like. Like the plate in Back to the Future Three, yeah, like it's yeah. it's that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of like crouched down on its haunt, its hind legs. It's gonna kind of grab at you and it's gonna bite and claw. Okay. So fortunately, you're able to still kind of duck and dodge out of the way and uh, and dodge that attack of opportunity. So okay. go ahead and continue with your action. Um, so I made it to the already damaged orc, and I'm just going to um, boop it twice. Okay. Oh, so uh, um, one is a crit hit and one is a crit fail. Wow. All right. Well, let's resolve that crit hit. All right. So nine doubled is 18 damage. That is going to be just enough to kill this thing. So (laughs) do you want to, do you want to give me a little, do you want to give us a little flavor, a little Karen Um, flavor? So Karen walks by the shrieker and dodges its bite and claw attack like just super awesome maybe a claw bounces off her armor at one point but she she's feeling good about that and she does kind of like a spin move as she comes up on the orc and like spins around and just cleanly chops off its head with the axe shaz it is your turn so are we only fighting one monster right now there's just the you got the you got the big resident evil monster and then the the orc the not decapitated orc behind it. Okay. Uh, um. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna charge that guy and uh, swing my swing my halberd three times. Hell yeah. As you do. Yeah. So Shaz, here's here's how this plays out. So sure. Shaz gets he's all uh, Shaz is all beast beast moded up. Yeah. Uh, they go and kind of do one claw and the the shrieker dodges uh another claw the shrieker dodges the other side and then you kind of go and like stab with your with your with your meaty paws and what happens is you expect to hit and make contact and you normally deal damage 
what what happens is you notice and this is very uh unique to you but not unique to the others here is <clears throat> on the third kind of thrust of your of your meaty paw you see this kind of purple energy form around the aforementioned brand guidelines that's strapped the grimoire if you will that's strapped to this monster's chest and that purple energy forms in like think of like the green lantern where like this energy kind of forms and turns into like a shield and as you thrust your your claw uh that purple energy completely stops your your hand um Ooh. so you think or you're, you're sorry you're attacking with a halberd i thought you were in wolf mode i'm um, in wolf mode but i'm still using my weapon got it yeah same thing you swing your <laughs> you swing your halberd and you think you're gonna like get, cut it clean apart and that purple energy just stops it cold and it just knocks your your halberd out of your hands. Um, oh. So yeah. So uh, despite that, so this is a new thing for you. Um, but the others may or may not have seen this before. <laughs> um, okay. So none of my attacks hit then. That's correct. Okay. This is exciting. Um, well, I guess that's it for me. Uh, Shaz is gonna like. <laughs> look at their now newly empty hands look up at the monster look back at you guys and be like well i'm out of ideas (laughs) Uh, i because i was behind shaz when he ran up or when they ran up i'm going to shout from the mouth of the tunnel gotta kill the book gotta kill the book first So I'm going to use uh the spell that we rp'd a while ago that summon fey spirit um and so I'm going to send an I'm going to send an at here in my my mystery Slack thing that I'm pretending to make up to my buddy Phil from Finance Finance Phil as I call him. Okay. Um. Cool. So I so I'm going to send an at here to Finance Phil, um, which uh, calls forth a face spirit. It manifests in an unoccupied space that I can see within range. Uh, the corporeal form uses face spirit. Got the stats right here. I get to choose a mood that Phil is in. Um, <laughs> I choose uh, Phil is going to be in a fuming mood mood. So mm-hmm. finance Phil <laughs> finance Phil who is fuming. Um, and so yeah, I guess I'm sending an at here to Phil, uh, which the the material component is a gilded flower worth 300 gold. Well, what I said is we decided that would just be a high quality ale. So I guess I'm I'm pounding an ale while I'm pinging Phil. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so a small face beard is going to show up, I guess, however this ends up looking, Andrew. Um, yep. <laughs> but but I want him, I want Phil to show up, uh, I guess, like next to Shaz, because he's going to, okay. he's going to take, he's going to do some punishment to this bad thing. All right. Oh. So does he, does, does Phil just like take a turn then? Yeah, Phil, I mean, Fuck I it. think the, uh, it shares my initiative count, it goes immediately after me. Okay. Got so it. all right. So Phil, so Phil just pops. Away. The fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, we're doing stuff. There's I can't see enough. anything. Oh punch, shit! What is that? Punch, punch the thing, Phil. It's fine. I don't think I want to do that. You're gonna do it, and I Phil don't has think to I do it. I want to do that. So if it's Phil's turn, Phil, since he's angry, he gets advantage on his next attack roll. Phil's gonna, Phil's gonna stab this guy with the pen that he brought. I think. I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, so he doesn't have great attack, but, uh, Phil rolled a 17. Believe it or not, that's going to hit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phil does two, two D six plus six damage. 
Wow. Yeah, why not? Phil Phil did 14 damage to this thing. Okay. Um, All right. Let's, let's, this is what's going to happen. A lot happened. So, fucking whatever, Phil. Um, So, (laughs) Phil, Phil was called in with the magic of whatever. So, when, so Phil kind of, so let me, let me be clear. Phil doesn't just look like you just like brought a dude. Phil Mm -hmm. has this kind of like green aura around him it's kind of faint but you can see it and it's it's actually like it's kind of some it's it's kind of emitting a little bit of light so you're able to actually see some of this the light from phil's green aura bounce off of the the chieftain so you can see the chieftain a little more defined as you guys watch watch this happen and you don't hear it happen but you see this completely silent figure basically take out like a really nice ballpoint pen and just kind of like stab it like it's a knife or whatever um but but the way that this works is that green aura. So think about how like when Karen uses her clipboard or when Forbagorf uses his, his Blackberry, that green aura turns into the shape of whatever weapon it's it's emulating. So the pen kind of emits this like this kind of greenish projection. And this projection, you see it stabs right into the purple shield that was created by the the brand book, and it starts to crack it. So instead of taking damage, uh, basically you're starting to weaken this force field or this uh, this magic force field. So I, uh, I yell and say, Phil. "Hey, Phil, we're glad Phil you're here." here. <laughs> Phil just turns and screams back at Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at this point, you've got Karen and Shaz are kind of behind at the the leftmost corner, standing atop the the dead orc, the dead melted orc. Um, we've got. We've got a green-hued Phil who's standing in combat against the the chieftain. Um, Chaz is gone. No one knows where Chaz is. Ran away. <laughs> and and Forbagorf is is off to the the uh, right hand side, um, kind of standing in the corner out of out of immediate danger. The chieftain's gonna look directly at Phil, and because the chieftain doesn't understand this green green-hued finance financier, if you will, um, it's gonna Fain it's gonna answer. slash at it, and it's gonna both swing its great sword. It hit both. It did seventeen damage to Phil. <laughs> Phil is bleeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why I'm did a- you bring me here? <laughs> I'm imagining that the in in the, our world. Phil is asleep and having the worst dream of his life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, because this is still like a projection. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Forbogorf. Yeah, uh, do I have clear sight line on the book? You do, yeah. Great. Uh, I fire tweet at book. Fire tweet at book. Uh, It's a 25 to hit. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, So Uh, roll roll that damage, my man. uh, That's a 7. Okay, so this is gonna this is gonna sound familiar to when you guys fought the the general above the ship, um, Forbagorf, as he has become very accustomed to doing, uh, firing his blackberry arrow at completely innocuous office materials, uh, shoots an arrow directly at the book, and uh, that as it's as his blackberry tweet um, starts to head toward the shrieker, it turns into a greenish hued arrow and completely shatters that purple shield and uh you can see the tape starts to starts to kind of rip off and the book falls to the ground phil grab the book and get it here and so uh phil will pick up the book and he's gonna misty step 
30 feet towards me and then run 40 feet towards me. Cool. Phil can move 70 feet per turn. <laughs> Fine. Lord. Phil, I assume just screaming with an overhead as he's running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phil, welcome to this place where gods. Can I have so that book? Thanks. Stupid. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to step up to the Shrieker and cast Magic Weapon. Okay. And my clipboard just turns into the axe. It, like, projects every time now. Mm -hmm. It's now just that axe. And then I'm going to swing Hell twice yeah. on, on the Shrieker. Um, a crit and a 17. Nicely done. Both those are going to hit. Let's get that damage. All right. So the crit is... Um, 16 and then um 10 so 26 to the Woo. shrieker uh it is that big sucks. boy's turn and uh <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna attack uh karen um a 20 it's a 21 and a 25 those both hit um, all right, so uh, Chieftain looks at you. It's drooling that like black goo, and it's like, um, it attacks you. It claws at you, and it swings its great sword. It's gonna do twenty-one demo. Oh, all right. A B testing. <laughs> Karen is not looking great. Neither is the chieftain, so yeah. yeah. Or take that for what you will. Chaz with a cha. Um, now that I'm holding the this fancy book, can I look at? Do I like just immediately recognize it as the Marvis and Marvis like employee or marketing brand guide? Yes, but perception check, please. You got it. Ooh, it's gonna be good. Um, it's a nineteen. So this is the Marvis and Marvis brand guidelines. However. You do notice now. You're not super clear on what the all the rules are because you've never actually I've never read, read it, this obviously. Book. <laughs> um, but you have seen page counts, and you know that there are several pages missing and clear points which certain pages were torn out. So this is the book, albeit incomplete. Got it. Okay. There is one other thing. There is a business card in the little jacket and the back. And uh, it's got, it's kind of, it's a little bit torn on the, on the edges, but you see that it says E-L-I-S-S-A Ferguson. So it's got, it's Melissa Ferguson, but with the M torn off. Gotcha. It's um, Alyssa Ferguson. It's Alyssa Ferguson. <laughs> Melissa Ferguson's <laughs> twin sister. And then uh, there's some writing on the back. Uh, it says final pitch meeting, period. Five days from now, comma, 10 o'clock a.m., Period. The docks outside of Yulmore, E U L M O R E, bring the book. And then it's signed M F. Uh, I caught final pitch meeting five days from now. What was after that? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. And Yulmore. Yulmore. Docks outside e of Yulmore. Yep. Bring the book. Signed M F. We're going to fight Melissa Ferguson. I, I, think, I think Chaz closes the book and goes, Melissa, or go, no, no, he purposely goes, Alyssa first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he is going to, Chieftain is going to look at green-hued Phil, who's back. Um, <laughs> I, I pre-rolled these dice, so it attacks, it hits both, it lands both. 
Um, it does 12, 13, 17, another 21 damage to Phil. So that, Phil had 13 hit points yeah. left to spare. No, so Phil, Phil just got deleted. Phil's nightmare is just beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil, Phil is, Phil is, is, this Phil is gone. There is a, it cuts to the scene of Phil in bed, like waking up with a, yeah. <gasps> it, like the creature, the creature disappears when it drops to zero hit points or when the spell ends. So d- is uh. this like a, is this like a, you die in the game, you die for real? Like, does that mean Phil goes to scary dream space or does that mean he wakes up? In it, well, in this spell's canon, no, it's just like you summoned a spirit. It went okay. back to its home plane. Whatever you, Andrew, the DM, <laughs> do in this weird space, all I know is Phil probably screamed the whole time and they're going to haunt yeah. us. <laughs> Let's say Phil woke up, but he definitely peed the bed a little bit. Uh, Karen. I'll double attack it. All right, a crit and a eight. Uh, the crit will hit. <laughs> Go the figure. crit will hit. Um, uh, double 12, 24. Karen, finish this thing. Man, I just get to kill everything. Um, okay, so I swing at it, and the first one, um, it, it narrowly misses, but I keep the momentum of the axe going and spin all the way around and just take its its left arm clean off and it bleeds out and dies. Um, I, I'd like to add when you do that, it starts in a full like run toward the book and it just like, it cuts its, it, it like its arm cuts off and it like barely notices. And oh, then like, okay. as it's, tri- as it's running, it trips over itself and just like <laughs> bleeds out as it's like squirming around trying to it's get up. Two, it's like two part halves, like, yeah, like slide apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that one Resident Evil movie? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you just stand there uh, and you and as it just like splits apart after a couple seconds. And there's like and a blood, you just, like, a shield, blood yeah, line like shoots yeah, yeah. across <laughs> my face. And, yeah, and you sheathe your weapon. Uh, I sheathe that's my weapon. It. And I look you, to Chaz and it's like, I need that I need that book. <laughs> I want that book. <laughs> I uh Chaz definitely hands it over and says, um, it's fine. We just we're we're gonna go. We have to go to a, a couple of days, uh, I guess, from now. Um, we need to go to something something more. We got to take the book. Listen, we're gonna go fight Alyssa Ferguson. She will pay for what she's done to us. Um, Karen takes out her iPhone and puts that in her reminders. <laughs> ten a Monday, uh, ten a.m. The docks. <laughs> Shaz. Yeah. Do you know where where Yulmore is? Yulmore. Um, let me just check and see if I do. Uh, it doesn't seem to be in my notes. Andrew, do I know where Yulmore is? You okay. do not. I have no idea. All right. We've got to find the, a way to get to Yulmore. Should we? I, I would assume we need to take this back to the Exarch, um, see if they can help direct us to Yulmore. Um, also, we need to find these these missing pages. Um, I guess I guess just an obvious thing. I would like to look around to see if I find the missing pages in the yeah. immediate area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me. Let's just do um, just or yeah, perceptions for everybody or investigations yeah. for everybody. Sorry, that's uh, not great. Uh, uh, I, I was at eleven. I preemptively put my dice away. Is um is that something that you um like smell by any chance can you i mean books have a smell uh i got a dirty 20 on perception 
if if that helps your roll, Shaz, you can do that. Cool. That lets me have advantage so that instead of a crit fail, I have a... Oh! <laughs> okay. Instead of a crit fail, I have a uh, 23. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so we'll resolve this one off. So Karen and, and Chaz don't really find um, anything else of note. Um, for Bogorf, you do see something, some cave scratching. So similar to when you when you guys saw a focus group scratched into the wall, you see um, like tick marks, basically. Uh, you see three tick marks. I think, let's say with that role, you, you imply that uh, three days have passed. So what this is trying to say is three days have passed since the five days that were mar- marked in that business card. So so the the, to put it bluntly, the meeting is two days from now with Alyssa. Cool. Uh, I communicate that with everybody else. Perfect. Um, Shaz, you yeah. do find some interesting something interesting on the body of the one of the orcs that that got that you melted. Um, what you see is a small. What you find is a small metallic key, and there's a little keychain uh, that implies that it belongs in Kurthis, which was the town that you were at. Um, give me a history. Yeah, history. Sure. Um, not great. Uh, it's a twelve. Um, let's say you can surmise that 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 belongs that will unlock somewhere in Curthis. You bre- you distinctly remember there being some unfinished business there in that silo. Um, so you think you you decide for yourself that. This key probably will unlock the mystery, uh, no pun intended, of what you guys were trying to track down. Because you remember, you, you guys noticed you noticed that there was people being drug out right. of that tavern. So this will this will at least as a, act as a lead to uh, uncover that. So do we want to run back there to that silo? Chaz Chaz asks, should we run back? <laughs> if you have if you have the bright blue key that opens the bright blue lock, we should go back to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. So let me. I'll I'll clear off where where everyone is. So let's say for for sake of story, uh, you the drones are gonna go continue to chase the lead, and then they're gonna part ways with Shaz. Shaz Shaz decides to take it upon themselves to go back to Kurthis and try to. Uh, he, they're going to try to reclaim the the orc's name and and try to kind of restore start to restore peace and and help build that town back to where it was. Uh, their their memories slowly be recovering uh, while they head back. So we will cover the office drones next time uh, in trying to follow this lead and going to the docks of Yulmore in search for the remaining pieces of the brand book. Until then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. Having now done over 20 episodes of this goofy show, I still think that episode 9 stands as one of my personal favorites. While encounters are great and allow for fun ways for your player characters to show off their power, it can be a nice break to do a session or two just focused on role-playing. So when the drones were tasked with infiltrating the mysterious port town of Yulmar, I let them know up front that they would be facing a series of decisions that had legitimate fail conditions. Their job was to find a way into this walled-off area and quickly figure out how to gather information without attracting too much attention. That said... These types of sessions can also be the hardest to plan for. I mentioned in last year's Supercut that the one constant in GMing is that your players will always, always, always do something that you don't expect. 
And so what you aren't going to hear in this episode is how almost immediately Todd nearly gave up the one piece of information that would have led to them being thrown in jail. This could have been a 10-minute episode. Fortunately, the other two were able to pull Chaz back a bit and get control of the situation somewhat. Also, listen close for what might be the most fortunate Nat 20 role in the history of Office Drones that completely, completely saved their asses. Please enjoy the antics of our sneaky heroes in Episode 9, Sash of the Titans. Okay, welcome back to Episode 9 of The Adventures of the Office Drones. How are you guys feeling? I'm ready. Successful. Um, uh, yeah. Less... Less violent now that we don't have a teammate who vomits blood. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. It's a little weird. Although, um, in in the battle of Shaz and Chaz, I'm mm. disappointed with the one that we came away with. Yeah, I Same. Todd Todd is too. <laughs> if that means anything for you, yeah, cool. So let's fast forward two days. Roughly two days have passed. You guys have been adventuring. Um, probably arguing. Uh, you've been doing your your D and D fantasy walk through the woods, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so it's been two days. The sun is now rising, and you all are just outside the gates of Yulmore. I have a really so, dumb question, but does the yeah. sun only rise every two days in this world? Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's like Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. There are seven. Uh, that's, that's canon now, so I'm putting it in here. <laughs> um. So imagine, if you will, in the theater of your mind, uh, you're kind of passing through this like wooded area and you come across a clearing and there's a long kind of not like a a long slope down to this town that's right by the water. So you're kind of up on a hill. You're overlooking this town. The sun is rising. It's a beautiful scene. And you can see pretty much like a bird's eye view of the whole town. The town itself, mostly unassuming, nothing much to look at, um, just a modest port town, a port-ass port town, if you will. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, From, you know, you can make up from far away uphill, you can make up out the images of a shipyard, uh, some docks. You can also see kind of closer into land, you can see a cluster of small buildings that reach out into the edges of town. As you approach closer... Your gaze is all drawn to a massive freestanding wall in front of the town that stretches stretches from either side of the coast. Now, for a common village as this is, this wall feels very out of place. Most importantly, the wall glitters off the of the sunrise and that glitter is almost blinding. You can tell that the it's hard to tell from the sun's reflection, but as if you, a cursory perception check or investigation check would show little gemstones just kind of like in there. Um, it's a bedazzled wall. It's mm-hmm. a bedazzled wall. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly a bedazzled wall. Um, you also see some other things. There are clusters of flags just kind of like placed on top of specific sections. Um, the flags are pretty unconventional. Uh, they they are very purple, um, purple and gold. Uh, kind of like you get real Mardi Gras vibes from them. Hmm. Cool. Like imagine like it's the Mardi Gras color scheme. You know. All right. Um, okay. Pretty unconventional for what you would imagine like a medieval coat of arms to be. Um, 
you can see also the wall. It's just a wall. Uh, it has one entrance in and out um, that's being manned right now by two guards. And uh, if you take a look at the guards, you'll see, you know, they're, they're guards. Uh, they, their appearance is very on-brand with the wall. <laughs> um, their uniforms are pretty unlike anything that you've seen from this world yet. I mean, you guys have seen some villages. You've seen some towns. Um, they are dressed in these, like, very colorful berets, uh, these vests, and striking ascots. Oh, that uh, really ties oh. the ensemble together. Oh, dope, Chaz yeah. says out loud so that everyone hears him. If 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 there's one person in this group that is down to clown with mm-hmm. this place, it's Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz says, I got this one as we stroll towards the guards. Um, These are my people. Okay. Karen looking around is inclined to believe him. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay, uh, so you so Chaz struts forward, and the other two follow. Uh, Chaz, you hear, hear ye, hear ye. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Whomever dost wish to seek ingress to Yulmore must have proof of summons from His Excellency Lord Valthry himself. Uh, the the other guard uh, yells, and again. Like think Monty Python. Like they're not mm-hmm. looking at you; they're yeah. looking straight away. Yeah, looking yeah. through if, you. Yeah. My mother. Yeah, yeah. My mother was a hamster, and my father's <laughs> made of elderberries. I get it. <laughs> yep. You got the ref. Uh, if thou dost not possess any proof, thou shalt be expelled immediately. Was that was that Lord Valthry? Valthry. 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 I'm gonna write uh, V A H and the number three. Nah, I already forgot Bot it. Three. Uh, Chaz hears this and he goes, "Cool, cool, cool, cool." Um, h- hello and and good, good, good mar- morrow, gentlemen. Um, hello. I th- thank you. I uh, me and my compatriots have been summoned here by. Lord, and I think he looks down at his hand where he just scribbled Valth Free on his hand. It goes, Valth Free. Lord Valth His Excellency, the, his the, ex, the esteemed yeah. Lord Valth Free. His, his excellent, that's the, yeah, that's what they call him. Um, you you would like to see our, our certificate of authenticity to see the Lord <laughs> Valth. Whoever, whomever dost wish to seek ingress to Yulmola must whoever have proof of proof, summons proof of sum- from proof his of excellency. Summons. Yes, yes, I have received a summons before. Hold on, um, and so <laughs> uh, Chaz, Chaz is going to start um, padding his one of his blazers that I'm sure he's wearing in his messenger bag or whatever it is that douches like him wear, and he's gonna like kind of put on a little show of like, oh no, man, it must have. Oh, I must have left it in my other fancy ascot. Kind of follows his lead and is is you know <laughs> patting herself down and like rifling through her bag and like. Yeah, um, Chaz, I thought you said you had it. Did oh, you not bring I, it? I I did. I did. And now it's in <laughs> my like a bunch I, of nineteen year olds sitting in a bar. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't pack it in my traveling my traveling blazer. Oh, it must have been in my other. You know what? This I oh man, Lord, I was gonna wear. Totally my... summoned us though. Heretic, heretic! You will leave now. Excuse yourself from the premises, or we will make you leave. Chaz hey. totally turns around to Karen and goes, "Yeah, heretic." 
you're you're gonna have to leave chaz shut up for a minute hey <laughs> guard man hey listen hello hello yay and verily to you it's great to be here listen i just want to put it on the table that my friend here is an idiot and we've walked for three days to get to your beautiful city and we were so excited when we came over the hill and saw that your bright shiny wall we've been so looking forward to our visit to Yulemore after king vothry called us here lord vothry called us here and we gave this poor idiot one job and that job was to bring the summons that said we could come to Yulemore and our poor idiot friend forgot it now listen Chaz is just staring at the sun uh <laughs> the guard stops and he slowly turns to you and he walks up to you. He's like way taller than you too, so he like looks and he gets like right in your fucking face. Sure. And he goes, "Insufferable savage! <laughs> you will leave. You will leave now." Yeah. What? Well, Ch- Chaz has been thrown out of a bar before. Yeah. Um, Karen, Karen backs off. Let's. I. I think. I think we we back off and we. we okay. Let's come up with plan G whatever we're at so far <laughs> all right so you guys you guys cool 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 so like if you're trying to get into a club you're like you've pulled the whole like i gotta go get it in my car i'll be right back and then yep. you're just like not mm-hmm. coming yep. back mm-hmm. got it okay. we're looking for the yeah. we're looking for the alley entrance now the, right. the yeah. waiter's entrance yep. yep um can i get uh passive perceptions from all of you uh, mine just 10 12 cool so for Regorf, Chaz. You guys hear um, the sounds of a wagon, uh, like a covered wagon in the distance. So, like, imagine you're ki- you guys are kind of like behind a bush, and you're just kind of like crouching the three of you behind like a big bush. So you you hear this this kind of like it's a peddler's wagon. You know, you again, you've we've all seen Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you see him from far away. Um, he doesn't look armed. He doesn't look hostile. Okay, guys, so I have 122 orc bucks that are super (laughs) worthless, but it looks like a big stack of money, and I bet we could ask that man peddling his wares to let us ride in his wagon. As you know, you have to have proof of your of your summons to go in <laughs> and i left i left my summons in the bathroom of the bar and i need to go in and get it but we can, you know the jazz okay <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cut you off jazz <laughs> and i'm just and i'm get, at this one i'm just i'm holding the money yeah. while i say this and just You're, like extending an arm to him closer <laughs> and closer can i get a perception or not perception uh di- uh what's the word uh persuasion deception. deception jesus no i want a deception at advantage because okay. your prestidigitation I, I give is very good <laughs> meanwhile before you give me that though uh karen forbogorf i want perceptions from both of you um my deception was either going to be a six or a 16 so i'm glad that i okay. got that advantage okay 17 uh, 21 on, on 21 okay. on perception so real quick perfect he rolled a two so love it great um, so two things uh karen forbogorf you guys notice a bright yellow sash uh around like from his left shoulder down to his right side anything else like that's the only like something of note just mental note got it um uh chaz he looks at you and what so he he goes let me let me see that 
Yeah, abs- absolutely. It. And I, I, as I'm handing it, these are yours. These are yours. I got it. Um, so he's just like, stop talking. Um, so he, he kind of like, he takes the bills and he like lifts them up and like tries to like look them under the sunlight. Like he's looking for counterfeit, you know? Um, he t- he does a little sniff test. He looks at you. He's like, yeah, okay. You're straight. Get in. All right. And I stop talking. <laughs> I, I think Chaz sits down very still in the back. <laughs> Tell me how the three of you are going to situate yourself. The, the wagon is covered. There are some assorted wares and goods, but there is enough space for the three of you. But I'm curious to hear how you're going to orient yourself. Um, I can make two of us invisible. Karen's, okay. Karen is going to sit at the back, like where the opening is, ready, you know, okay. first to jump out, first to, first to, to jump in front of anything that comes flying at the two squishy boys behind her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I am also going to be like in the back facing out, but I think I'm going to lay down. Like I'll be prone mm-hmm. belly down. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I'm also laying prone. I think I'm laying prone on my back, staring straight up. Um. What is the plan? If I, I whisper, what's, what's, what's the plan if they try and shake down this, this wagon? <laughs> I can cover two of us. I need to be one of those. Run? I think the answer is run. Run is probably hide yeah. and then hide until we can't hide and then run. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you hear the driver say, you find a good spot? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. Did you find a good spot? Oh, we, I want to pat around. I'm pat. I'm, I'm looking around now. Yeah. So you can feel... Is there, a, uh, is there a trap door? You can feel a specific part where it feels like the boards have been cut. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah, we're going to get into <laughs> yeah. this trap door then. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're crawling in. Here we go. I go, we, we found it. We found Shut up. Spot. <laughs> Stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so let's say... <laughs> Let's say it's probably big enough for two of you. So I'd say like two of you can probably slink in the 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 safety spot, and then the other one can be invised and yeah. just prone. In yeah, the I want to. I was gonna say I want to revise my plan then and be very hidden and have one of the Sick. have someone who can yeah. run be be out and able to. I run. nominate Forbergorf to be the invisible one. Well, didn't you say you had to be one of the invisible ones? Well, no, I, I specifically remember you, Chaz, saying <laughs> moments ago that you had to be one of the invisible ones. Chaz, I, Chaz, I, tell, I tell Chaz as I am getting into the smuggler's compartment. Before puts his hand on Chaz's chest while he does it. Yeah. I think Chaz, Chaz makes himself invisible and sits like cross-legged just in the middle of the cart. Just all right. Excellent. Uh, so you hear him kind of like slap the side of the, the uh, wagon and then the wagon starts going. Uh, so you guys start to feel, uh, you know, bumps up and down, a little bit of a bumpy ride. You can feel that you're moving. Uh, about 10, 12 minutes pass. Wagon stops. And you hear. Hear ye, hear ye. Whomever dost wish to seek ingress to Yulmore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then you hear the driver say, yep, just normal delivery. Oh, uh, uh, may the, may the light, may the light of his grace brighten even the darkest path. Yep. Yep. Here's, and then he, and you and he says, here it is. 
You may enter. You, the cart kind of moves in, and then you hear another tap on the wagon. That tells you it is safe to come out. Um, I open up the loose floorboard and get out of the wagon. And Karen, uh, Karen like still laying in in the <laughs> trap door, is like, make sure it's not a trap first. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz didn't hear that. He uh, he he gets out and still invisible. Uh, says to the cart driver, um, "Hey, like that was that was pretty cool of you." Can we buy you a beer? Do people drink beer here in Yulemore? Is that a thing? Look, I... Whatever you have to do here, do it quickly and get out. Um, but, also, and he points to the... Just stop talking. Um, <laughs> keep a low profile. Do what you need to do and get out. And then he points to his sash and, and says, I will get one of these sooner rather than later. So you guys, uh, you guys emerge from the, the wagon, uh, having been smuggled through the border. As soon as you get out, you are greeted with the strong scent of salt water and oxidized steel. The sun is almost perfectly at this point cut in half by the horizon. Uh, you can see it in the ocean. Like see, You can see the ocean in the distance. The sun is rising. Seagulls are flying about uh, looking for their easy breakfast, and the town's workers are out and about just starting their day it's a a lazy monday morning here in this at the seaside village um you see some commercial buildings kind of toward the entrance of town where you are um nothing really seems to be open yet the residential areas that you see out in the distance not too much going on save for the one or two villagers leaving their homes on the way to work you can see directly beneath you a paved stone path that leads toward the residence areas and then the other direction toward the coast um, which you can assume are the docks you see some townspeople kind of milling about um immediately the first thing that you realize is that everybody has one of these yellow sashes yeah we probably don't want to be seen without one of those yellow sashes guys um yeah yeah prestidigitation is only going to be able to fake it for so long i can i can i can make a yellow streak across each one of our chests, and that's about the best that I can do. Also, I'm still invisible. So, <laughs> how long are you invisible, Todd? For an hour. Okay. An hour until I attack, or um, well, until I guess like I am attacked and have to do a saving throw. But till I attack or cast a spell. So, I'm thinking about just trying to yoink some of these 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 yellow bandoliers for us. As long as Off we, of somebody? as long as we aren't putting someone else at da in danger by taking them, which means Karen won't take them off of somebody, we could press to digitate one on Matt or myself. You're invisible, and do like a I'm I'm envisioning like a stretcher routine where one of us is rushing the other to an you know it's an emergency it's an emergency and and in the in the chaos we get some sashes but i haven't worked we can this do all the we can out. do uh we can do get help is what we can do yes. get, what you're saying. get help is exactly what i'm saying yes yeah so my limitations are i can do exactly three of these non uh three of these effects so i can give us three really shitty <laughs> fake uh yellow uh I guess whatever sashes until uh, shit comes for us. So 
Um, if we can find something that I can fake color yellow, then that is at least a Band-Aid on this bullet wound. Well, we've got they've got to get them from somewhere like they can't. It's not like everybody's born with one of these sashes. So there's either got to be a sash store mm. or we go to the houses where it's more likely that you might not have one because you're just like leaving to get the mail or whatever they do in this town. And we break into somebody's house and steal one of theirs. A B and E is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, a little light B and E. Karen's okay with a light B and E. So you find a particular residence where they, uh, you smell the heavy scent of coffee, and uh, you can see that the window's down, and the window leads directly into a whatever a fantasy kitchen is. Um, so you see, you can see kind of like imagine you're like slunked against the wall and you're kind of like looking at the side of your face. You can see a man in his probably late forties kind of sitting at a table inside the house, um, drinking coffee. And, uh, you can hear some discussion in the background as well. Hmm. Um, I would like to try to poke my invisible face, uh, through the open window to see what it is that I cannot see at this point. Got it. So you can see, you can completely see now a man just kind of looking like, you know how like right before you're start, you're about to start work and you just kind of stare and like you look into your coffee, like that <laughs> thousand yard stare and mm-hmm. like, you're just looking into the void. That's what he's doing. You know, like it's like that usual, like 7 30 AM ritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chaz um, has an emotional connection to this man and what sure. he's going I mean, through. Why the hell wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, you hear, Arnold, it's time for breakfast. He goes, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he kind of, he, he just kind of slurps down the rest of his coffee and he, he walks away. Does he have a sash on? He does not. Is there but... a hook? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh baby, there's a hook, brother. There's a hook, brother, with two beautiful yellow sashes just slung about right on there. Uh, where is this in relation to me? Not in an arm's length, but sure. you. But it's like near the window, but you'd have to get inside to grab it. Uh, gotcha. A few good rolls away. <laughs> um, so is he like walking the other direction from the the sash hook? He is. Okay. I'm going to cast Mage Hand, and it's going to grab those sashes. Okay. And it's going to bring them sashes back to Chaz Town. So let's do it this way. I like that. I like Mm -hmm. this a lot. There's no ever, Um, ever, other ever used to use Mage Hand. So this is it. Never. We've gotten to use Mage Hand. We've gotten to use Silence. Like, yeah. we're resource, all the boxes. Resource here. allocation is what we named yeah. this one, <laughs> this and is, I've never this used is, it. This is how I DM. <laughs> um, so what you're going to do is give me one stealth check. Yeah, absolutely. Just to make sure Ooh, that okay. you don't make a sound. Yeah, it's above 10. Hang on, because I rolled an 11, and I get some you bonus. Don't even bother. Yeah, 15. It was really just like a fit. Great. Yeah, don't that, don't that punch succeeds. through the door with Mage Hand. So here's the question. There are two sashes there. How many are you grabbing? I can only grab one because okay. I think the punishment's really bad if you don't have a sash. And I feel bad for this man already. And if him and his wife or partner are now stuck in this household and cannot leave, I would feel a level of guilt. All right. You grab the sash. Um, I bring it back to me. I am now visible because I cast a spell. I put the sash on. Perfect. I look to okay. see if it has an identification number because that seems like a weird system that might exist it, here. 
it doesn't there's nothing on it it's just a yellow sash cool um um okay pause yeah so we've resolved that let's go back to karen and forbes okay um so what are you two uh bumblefucks doing karen's hiding karen is okay is enjoying the added stealth and just like behind whatever wherever we are behind boxes behind a wall she's just Okay. She's waiting for a sash to come back. So she Karen is covering herself in a ghillie suit. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. I'm and Forbes you doing the same. Pretty much, yeah. I'm trying to like kind of stay hidden, but trying to keep an eye on where I think Chaz is, because Chaz <laughs> has been invisible. Um so I've been trying to watch the invisible Chaz steal okay. us some shit. Um, got it. So as you guys so you, let's just say for example's sake you're like again hiding behind a bush that's what you're doing today yeah um so you kind of as as this is going the minutes feel like hours you guys are like the anxiety is rising right sure um you see a couple people pass by on you know to and from work nobody notices you you guys are perfectly blended in but you do see some some oddities um namely you know everybody that walks by so there are there is a very clear distinction between the guards and the people, mm. right? So the guards, you remember, like, they all are wearing these, like, really, like, extravagant berets, vests, and the, the ascot. They're very well put together. And they, you know, they, they, they carry, they have a, a very, like, about themselves, right? They're, still, they're walking upright. They look like, you know, toy soldiers or whatever. The villagers, on the other hand, everyone's kind of, like, grimy. They're, they're sullen. You know, everyone kind of meanders around. Um, no one's really talking. They all just kind of murmur. But you can tell every time villagers pass each other, they say, they kind of like look at each other and they say, may the light of his grace brighten your path. May the light of his grace brighten your path. And and they kind of do this, like this weird mantra to each other again and again and again. I stroll over and I go, hey, I took this from a sad man. <laughs> Him and his family <laughs> look very sad. Okay, great. Thanks, Chaz. You're too short. I go, you know, and I, I turn me and Forbergorf invisible. I go, fucking figure it out. Or actually, no, I turn you two invisible and I go, fucking figure it out. And I walk away. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think okay. I actually walk away, but I do turn you two invisible <laughs> and I say, all right, what's the game plan? Um, I guess we got to go steal our own yeah, sashes. I guess we got to go I'll, find two more sashes. <laughs> Since I don't think I get to know where you're at, I, I think I look around and go, no, I'll help you. I just don't, I don't, there's more B&Es to be done, I guess. All right. More B&Es well, to be done. Where, for, where, where did you B&E already? So we can if, B and E something else. Uh, he beat his E up the hill, actually. Yeah. 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 So, so we're going we're gonna to walk and, and you're going to see like the shore, but then you're going to see houses that look like houses before you see a castle. I did not go to the castle. I suggest more houses. And there wasn't a sash store anywhere. I d would be lying if I said I looked for one. I'm sure it's closed. It's it's a Sunday. <laughs> or is it Saturday? Because days are two days. <laughs> the weekend is <laughs> an amorphous blob. <laughs> Let's go. Because the sun only rises every two days. Uh, um, here, here's what we... If I, I could knock at a door excellent. and one of you can like sneak in and take a sash or two. So that's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Chaz, I need you to oh, listen there's to more me to the sentence. very carefully. <laughs> I need you if you're gonna do if you're gonna talk to anybody today, mm -hmm. yeah, 
there's there's like a code word and i'm trying to explain this to chaz in a way that makes it sound cool so that chaz is like on board but yeah. like okay so like imagine this is like a secret club chaz it's, and you well, gotta you gotta say the password to everybody else in the secret club or else they're gonna know you're not in a secret club and they're probably gonna kick the shit out of you so well, like i just usually show a card when i get to go to the club this right is this different. is like your card but it comes out of your mouth chaz hey, are you in a fraternity <laughs> hey guys real quick hey your dm's here um real quick i love love this energy love what's happening here um i'm gonna need a stealth check from all of you <laughs> because you're hiding behind just... a bush yelling at each other well okay, i mean i'm invisible i mean it's uh-huh. me, right now it's just me talking to an invisible space <laughs> yeah um, um but Chaz, since you're back you also get the plus 10 on stealth oh i got i got 32 if that's the case what's invisibility oh. add to my stealth anything well my my answer for that is you guys are making noise yeah so we're making a scene in this case in this case invisibility doesn't do anything but pass without trace does i'm i'm 26 or old nate <laughs> okay okay all right well, keep going cool. uh, <laughs> so anyway listen this is your mouth card maybe you gotta show walk, your someone walked by and karen's like shh, 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 like <laughs> yeah 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 car yeah <laughs> brings the volume the, yeah. of the conversation down yeah. a little bit yeah you're good keep, yeah. keep going so this is your mouth card and you got to show it to everybody you talk to today yeah so i don't know if you want to write it on your hand or whatever but like, yeah i've got my other hand it's fine great every time you talk to somebody you gotta say may the light of his grace brighten your path because if you screw that up it doesn't matter how many sashes we steal something bad's probably going to happen that's what my time in the bush has led me to believe so (laughs) commit that to memory because if you fuck this up for us i'm gonna be real pissed at you forbogorf um let me let's say this so you kind of take stock of a row of houses and one of them in particular has uh a like a laundry line where they've got some clothes and you can see two sashes just like flung over top of the laundry the drying rack or the drying line great yeah i'm i'm going to take both of those sashes okay can i get a super stealth check on that one a super stealth check well just a normal one (laughs) you're supered uh that is a 20 a dirty 20 okay so you're able to just like quickly like yoink them off before anybody catches you cool take stash take sashes stash sashes undershirt go back to find karen guys before we go out and explore we need to have our story straight what is that story looking at you chaz uh well we know that since we are here we have what another day of plot to find melissa ferguson right yep and so we should probably we need to get to the docks to do that. So we should probably start scoping out the docks. Also, Lord Valfrey seems like they're not going to be a chill dude. Um, That's what I'm saying. So uh, the story here is I do we want to say we are summoned by Melissa Ferguson? Is that a thing that we want to drop here? Is that a I don't think we too should much? drop. I don't Am think we I should drop any names. We, we want to keep it vague. Until we know more yeah. about how Miss Melissa Ferguson is taken here, we need to, we need a, as vague and believable a story as we can. The main export here seems to be depression, and so <laughs> um, I know of two things being consumed in this world: it's depression and coffee. And so 
could we say that we were we are here to or depression bring merchants a, i think i was gonna say coffee merchants but oh the, that's that's much better probably that's, that's probably more tangible i think um and um, that we were here to help drop off a shipment of coffee okay yeah okay that's that, not the dumbest thing you've said today. Right. I, well, OK, the, the animal noise is paid off in the end. I helped Karen find us after she was lost. I refuse to acknowledge that. <laughs> I think right. coffee merchants is OK. <laughs> Three coffee merchants. Um, yeah, I'm the muscle. And you two are the businessmen. Let's let's go explore. Fine. We should probably find out why everyone is sad here, unless we just want to assume that's lord ball free but that's, i assume there's layers that's part of exploring i think yeah cool all right where are you guys are, gonna go the, the docks the, the docks the docks <laughs> the tavern is not open remember it's, it's closed on, on it's Sunday. closed on it's closed during toyotathon or whatever this made up <laughs> month is it's it's closed on sunter days <laughs> <laughs> um yeah let's go let's go scope out the docks Cool. So as you guys are kind of like doing the sniff test, this little this little main street, you do hear something pretty jarring. Um, you hear this. You hear yelling, and it's kind of far away from you, but you can see like a couple blocks away. You see two two guards standing over uh, a man, and uh, well, you you don't hear anything. You just hear yelling. So, would like to check out the guards bullying this man. Yep. Yep. Same. As you approach, you hear. Contemptible cur, ungracious swine, accept the warmth of his embrace or face eternal despair. And he's whipping, whipping, whipping. The man is like kind of like cowered down. And uh, he, he's saying, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know. I don't know. I recognize uh, this man, don't I, Andrew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I whisper under my breath to, to hey, the guys. Hey, Chaz, oh, beans. Chaz, Chaz, can I get an inside check? Well, no, I don't uh-huh. think I need it, but it's, it's actually a low number. Um, hang on. It is, it's an eight. So, audience listening right now, say this with me. So, this is the man that you stole the sash from. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I, 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 I say to my friends, I only took the one sash. This could have been both him and his partner getting beaten so by shitty guards. there's a woman guards. standing right next to her. <laughs> watching. She materializes in frame as I say these words. Wearing a sash. She's saying, what? We had it. We had it. We had two sashes. We're sorry. What do you want? What do you want? And they're just, they're just beating him. They're, like, they're not listening. Why did he yeah. leave the house? <laughs> Couldn't she have run the errands today while he drank the sad coffee? So I think if the guy is just going to continue whipping this poor man, Karen is going to catch his arm, come up behind him and try and catch his arm on the backswing and stop stop the whippings. And, and Okay. Yeah. Um that's sweet. I think you just do that. Like I think you can just do that because okay. like that this this guard is fully in, engulfed in what, what okay. he's doing. So she does that so, and she says Yeah. He says he says he doesn't know where it is. The guard stops and he looks over and he like does a slow head turn. <laughs> he goes, More ungracious plebeian scrabble. Hath thou come just to don the cloak of reproach? Nay. At closer inspection, these are not among the mere rabble. 
Methinks the bunch are foreign interlopers. <laughs> um, Karen has no, she, she has no response to that. Um, yeah, we're not from so around you here. Your ass has been called out. Uh, yeah, we're not, we're, we're, we're merchants here to sell our coffee. Um, but you need to stop whipping this man now. Okay. Um, can, let's... can Chaz try to pick the man up off the ground, like help him to his feet? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um, so Karen is is in. So let's let's do this way. Let's go one by one. So yeah. Karen is, it kind of <laughs> in that guard's face, and uh, she's not clearly like Karen's not backing down. So Karen, um, why don't you give me an intimidation check? Yeah, I can do that. Um, a a solid ten. A ten, okay. Unfortunately, that's not gonna cut it. Yeah. So the man, so the guard turns around and he says for an interloper you you will shall be branded a heretic and uh and just kind of kicks you to the ground um and then turns around and keeps beating the uh the other man um another guard comes and uh tries to cuff you um yeah you're now (laughs) on the ground and you're trying to and they're cuffing i'm going to resist okay uh give me a strength chest please 15 okay you're you're able to kind of like wiggle around and like your like elbow kind of like hits <laughs> it's no. the guard in the face like a cheap shot yeah. yeah yeah um for uh sorry uh chaz meanwhile this is happening you tried to pick up the man and then he looks at you and he's and he like he's like kind of confused but as that because that guard started like whipping him again you kind of like had to like drop his hands and, and back off. Um, Forbagorf, what are you doing this whole time? Um, do do the guards have sashes? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> take their sash and then yell at them. <laughs> that, that, that was the game plan. Hand yeah. them hand them the Uno reverse card. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my intimidation pants and I'm gonna say, listen, weird talking guy. We show up to your town once a quarter to bring you coffee. That's all we do. All right? You get coffee once a quarter. Now, we can take Yulemore off our rotation. You want to live your life here on the coast with the sea salt and the smell and the boring people that you don't want to deal with every goddamn day with no caffeine? We can make that happen. It's not hard. We have sending stones. We'll call corporate. We'll tell them you don't get your caffeine anymore. And you've got to deal with this every day, and all you have is water. That's all you get to drink. You don't get your happy go juice in the morning. You have to deal with these peasants every day with no help, nothing. Is that the life you want to live? Is that how you want to be, guard man? <laughs> <That's> excellent. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. Very. That's really good role play, Matt. Um, <laughs> so here's what happens. So the guard stops. The guard that's whipping the man immediately stops and he turns around and while you're kind of like dressing him down he just starts to slowly walk at you and he's just got his eyes like fixated on you meanwhile karen is like struggling with this other guard this whole time um chaz while this happens this gives you enough time to like get the man up and kind of like dust him off (laughs) (laughs) prop him up you know um so forbagorf give me a in persuasion or intimidation role you pick Oh man, 
Neither of those are good. I want to. I want to take okay. a D8 away from the guy's check against uh, Forbidden um, Dwarf. He's gonna. Holy shit! I nat twenty. I won't do the. <laughs> I won't do. I won't do the D8. Then I'm not uh, gonna do that. Oh, uh, oh my god! Amazing. Okay, so he walks up to you and he says, "What coffee are you representing? Does it matter?" To you, <laughs> what brand of coffee you drink? I said coffee or no coffee. You take your pick. Mm. Archibald, <laughs> we ride. So they're gone. You guys, you guys, uh, you guys. Solved the, that somehow? The, solved the peasant harassment puzzle. puzzle. Um, I, I stand the guy up and I look him in the eyes and say, go home until <laughs> tomorrow when it's no longer Satunday and you can go buy a new sash. <laughs> but go home. But sir, sir, I, I don't understand. I, I have to work. The sun only comes up every three days. I need to work. It's on this weird planet, I know. Here, here is 22. Oh, I gave him back to For- Forbergorf. Give, give me the purple money. There, there's. Take the purple money. This is 22 magical golden bucks. Go get a bluff check on that. <laughs> I mean, are they not 22 magical golden bucks, Andrew? He's not lying. I mean, I, I am not objectively. lying. You're bluffing, but you're you're not lying. Um, it is it is an eight in deception. Oh okay. God! I've never seen this currency before. <laughs> I stuff them into weird. his hands and I start Where shoving him down this? the dock. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, wife, who I haven't, who the DM hasn't named. Let, I guess we have to go. <laughs> Spend those in the next hour. <laughs> I hope I don't get caught on the way home. Okay, I bye. I hope you don't either. <laughs> My, oh man, my everything hurts, but I'll be really, I'll be really fast. Bye. Change of plans. Let's stake out the docks and look for anyone who looks like Melissa. So you find a spot, kind of like an abandoned part of the docks, kind of off to the side. There, it's a big empty platform. There is, there would be, there should be a ship. It looks like there should be a ship here, but there isn't. Um, and there's just like crates like anonymous crates kind of stacked on the either like all the edges essentially right but no people are here hmm hmm i'm gonna hide behind some crates yep same classic classic. more behind the crates. what's i would like chaz would like to know what's in the crates shipping materials all right chaz (laughs) says chaz opens up a crate and says shipping materials and taps the crate (laughs) <laughs> and then he points. Well, all you can other... fit so many shipping materials. <laughs> and then, then um, I think he's gonna hide behind a crate. You see, so as you do that, as you're as you're slapping the side of the shipping crate, <laughs> this baby, uh, you see um, a stack of crates kind of rustle across the way, and a small boy jumps out and just like darts away. Hey, so like crazy thought, you guys. You meet um, her for your mid-year review. Uh, well, so I've like I've only met <laughs> Melissa once. I don't remember Melissa being a little kid. What are the chances that that little kid was like an alarm bell? Oh, that little kid just told. 
Like, yeah, do you think that little kid just narked on us? We should have fought that little kid, is what you're saying for yeah. before. If I get it, you're let's throw his shit in the, the water. <laughs> no, let's throw his toys in the water. <laughs> Bully the orphan. It's a, it's a, it's a right. timeless Karen's, Karen's head is just on a swivel. She's allowing Forbergorf to throw his toys in the in the river. If that's really well, what he wants to do. I, you don't have to roll. You can just do uh, it. Just roll, roll, man. roll to ruin Orphan's Day. I kick um, at least one fantasy magazine into the water. Yeah. It, it's in there. It sinks. Listen, I, I hear the judgment in your voice, Karen. Would that be the weirdest thing we've dealt with in the past? 20 days which equals a week here what i'm fine i'm looking for melissa if you guys want to kick an orphan's things into the river i'm not happy about it but go nuts (laughs) karen karen is down to clown with everything she's like i'm focused on the story first (laughs) karen's been worn down by the once well she she lost her she lost her love in the in the blood vomiting shad. That's so, right. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, so listen. If if that little kid just narked on us, mm-hmm. we I think we have two options, and those options are either hide and wait for what's coming to come, or follow the narc and try and get back to the source. Chase chase down the kid and beat him. Beat him right. up. Let's say, for the sake of the of time, you guys spend the next, we'll say, a montage's worth of time searching in that kind of that area, and uh, you talk to, you ask some people if they've seen a small child, and uh, you get some information. You hear that um, the young son of one of the shipyard foremen is kind of oh, just is known to like hang around. Uh, his name is Bartholomew Gibbons. And uh, you can find him, we'll just say again for the sake of the episode, you find him kind of sitting in an alley, like outside of one of the buildings, um, just like playing by himself. Um, like, let's say he's playing jacks because that's a very young kid thing to do in, in uh, old timey days. In the 1920s. Karen kind of like bumps Forbergorf, the youngest of the group, forward. Like, go talk to the kid. You have, a, you have an ability to talk to the youngsters, remember. <laughs> I do? What? Formagorf, you have that ability oh. that's uh, talk to millennials oh, or whatever. Oh, speak with millennials? Oh, yeah. <laughs> speak with animals? <laughs> um, yeah. Put, push right. my glasses up the bridge of the nose. At this point, he yeah. would be a Zoomer, I think, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. All right, fine. Yeah, I'll go talk to, to the kids. So I walk down. What's the- up, Pog Champ? <laughs> that. Stop it. <laughs> I'll, I'll walk down the alley... Is this is this an alley that this kid can like bolt the other direction down? Yeah, it's an alley. All right. I mean, some alleys well, are dead ends. It's not a closed ends. alley. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. So, right, it's not a, it doesn't have a dead end. No. Okay. Cool. Um, You're not gonna corner him in, in a dark alley. <laughs> hey, kid. <laughs> Tell me your secret. I want to talk to your magazines. You <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll walk down the alley and be like, Hey, bud. Um. Hey. Hey. May the light of his grace brighten your path. So, uh, (laughs) I saw you hanging out at the docks over on the other end. Um, seemed like a cool hideout you got going on over there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. um, (laughs) What of it? What of it, mister? (laughs) Do you, do you hang out over there much? Small child of Brooklyn? what's, What's it to you? Well, I'm looking for somebody. 
and uh, they were supposed to meet me at the dock. And so I was kind of thinking if you hang out over there a bunch, maybe maybe you've seen them before. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe you could do something to jog my memory. Yeah. I mean, I remember throwing all your shit in the ocean. <laughs> oh, no. Not my shit. So are you going to tell me what I want to know? Or not? You mean an, yeah. an intimidation oh. check? I think this small child, Chaz, this small child, at advantage because you are a grown man. Chaz, Chaz elbows Karen and says, "If this doesn't work out, I have a beer in my bag. Should I? Should we? Do? Do we? Offer? You got a beer, Mister? I wasn't yeah, talking to you. Heaven. Wasn't talking to you. The uh, the intimidation with advantage was a twenty. <laughs> Great." <laughs> Uh, Fort Bregor okay, put on okay, his big okay. boy pants today. Okay, <laughs> just don't throw any of my magazines in the in the water, please. Karen, we threw all of the magazines in the water. All right. Oh, no, not all my magazines. I whispered, how can this kid hear? <laughs> there was a strange looking woman hanging out of the docks earlier this morning. She stuck out because she wasn't like hunched over like all the grown-ups around here. And her sash looked brand new. Do you uh do you see where she went? No, uh, she was acting really weird, and, uh, like, she was, like, talking to herself, and, like, kind of looking over her shoulder, you know, and she was clutching this stack of papers like they were a baby or something, like, real tight, huh. and I, I didn't, I didn't see where they, they, she went, but I saw, I saw some guards coming, so I ran off. Mom says to stay away from the guards. I'm not an orphan. I have a mom. <laughs> um... <laughs> Cool. I'm happy for your parentage. Um, Thanks. Yeah. I'll, uh, listen, I'm not one for just like handing out free advice, but I'm going to double down on what your mom said. You should stay away from the guards. They're assholes. Anyway. Yeah, they suck. Did you, okay, kid, did you hear the woman screaming like from behind you at the docks? Like it could have maybe been the weird lady screaming? Or did you like hear another lady screaming? Uh, no, I, it was her. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't think you're going to find her, though. Uh, they say anyone who the guards capture disappears, and they're taken to that castle, and he points way up to the big fortress on the hill. You hear behind you where Bartholomew just was, Outsiders! There are unauthorized outsiders are here! They're right here! Guards! And guards from all directions start rushing in like immediately <laughs> zoink scoob scatter <laughs> scatter um, let's you guys start to scatter i'm just going to tell you what happens you guys sure. start to scatter and uh each of you is then detained by like three guards each um you are quickly overwhelmed and uh okay. you each one Great. by one each of you feel <laughs> right in the back of the head you just you just you feel an intense blow to the back of your head and then nothing and that's where we're going to end today's episode nice cool. all right that, that kid i would have pushed him in the water yeah i don't know what i don't know what the reverse of being an orphan is but the other if side I wasn't the lawful good character i would have pushed him in the water <laughs> yeah so do you guys want to get the to, to see what the, all the endings were or know if you got all the endings yeah yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm super, super curious. curious i know we and didn't if you get can all give the me endings. the endings 
<laughs> and if you can give me you? the percentage breakdown of what the rest of the world picked, that'd be great, <laughs> that'd too. That'd be nice. Okay. You guys did it. You guys you guys got the true ending. Okay. Hey, that rips. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you want to know who saved your ass? Yeah. It was Matt's critical success. <laughs> fair. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things. I didn't expect for you to guys to be so eager to do a break and enter or B and E, a good old fashioned B and E. I wasn't in on it until Karen's like, I would do a B and E. Like Karen, like <laughs> yeah. Karen, like Karen, the lawful good one. Who she took down her. Good she took down now. her shot of bourbon and was like, I'll do yeah. a B and E. I'll kill a man. She's she's, <laughs> she's sliding into that yeah. chaotic good territory. But yeah, she's she's good. she's super. She's becoming Batman, which I'm like totally down with. So I didn't expect you to do that. But you did it so well and like weirdly gracefully. I wanted to reward that. Um, so my plan was to have you have to like talk your way to like to get approached by guards and like have to convince them to give you sashes because they were totally ready to do that. Oh, but you didn't oh, have to do that. Okay. So you got sashes from from the houses. Well, what if you say fun. this is episode nine? Is that what you said when we started? Yeah. yeah so nine. Yeah. This is like I said, episode nine. This is the first time I've used that cantrip. So. Yeah. Or prestidigitation, I think. So yeah, and we didn't fight anything, which yeah. I love. It's good to do combat free episodes every once in a while. Um, <laughs> but I definitely also wanted to punish you by I did not have that encounter with the villager in there. I made oh, that up on the spot. Absolutely, oh, yeah, um, of course. Well, so that I, was that was yeah. similar. I had something written in there, and that was actually a fail state. So what you were supposed to do was ignore that. Uh, unfortunately uh, i'm aware yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and i figured like well they're not gonna ignore it because they feel guilty because they created it <laughs> so i gave you an out i was like if somebody gets a crit a crit success i will let them pass and you fucking did <laughs> i can't believe it i have not rolled a single nat 20 in this whole campaign and yeah that was awesome it came at the most clutch time uh, obviously like the biggest fail state was mentioning melissa ferguson so you guys did really kyle saved your asses on that you did a really good job in not mentioning melissa ferguson i was almost sure that Chaz like yeah. three seconds in at yeah. the guards at hey, the front of the wall. <laughs> yeah like That's was just gonna be like early, hey I melissa knew, ferguson i'm gonna put it on my shirt i knew Chaz was gonna be like we're looking for someone named melissa ferguson and we're like oh <laughs> hello fellows of this town <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah so uh you guys did it. Um, so we're going to do a prison break next time. Sweet. So get ready. Yeah. I love a good old-fashioned prison um, break. The man who smuggled us in is my new favorite character, and I'd like to meet him again. Yeah, uh, we'll get him back, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's like, I've got to write a lot of backstory now for a character that was supposed to be disposable. I mean, that's every D&D podcast, right? Yeah, yeah right. True. Cool. This All is right. a silly good time. This is yeah, a good time. I'm having fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah um cool well we will be back next month with our thrilling conclusion which should be the last episode of the melissa ferguson marketing arc <laughs> which is an insane <laughs> level of words uh yeah we'll see you next time thanks everybody okay so since you're still in this far i'm gonna let you in on a little secret about the office drones that i actually only revealed to the guys just a few months ago the vast majority of this world's characters settings and even some of the story beats are all pulled straight from critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with the expanded free trial that you can play unrestricted up to level 60, including the award-winning expansion Heavensward. Yeah. Specifically, though, the big bad Lord Vothry, who is introduced in this episode, is 100% just like the same character from the Final Fantasy XIV expansion Shadowbringers. He's a really good character, and he's really good big bad, and I wanted to put him in my campaign, so I did. 
Now, obviously, I did put my own spin on all of these elements, but I'll tell you, it was so satisfying just to keep pulling direct references to this game that they hear me talk about all the time and just keep pushing the envelope on how obvious I could be knowing that those jerks would never look it up. And I should tell you, Todd tricked me when he was GMing a campaign like four years ago, and that day I swore revenge, and I had been chasing that dragon ever since. Before we get into the final episode, I just want to say thank you so much for listening this far. I know that the timestamp probably looked intimidating, and so I super appreciate y'all sticking with it. I'm going to quickly pitch once more that you can listen to the entirety of The Office Drones by subscribing to our premium feed for $5 a month over on patreon.com slash debatethiscast. After the events of episode 10, the drones are each thrown into their own individual adventures that foreshadow the super actual big bad and gets into what actually happened at Marvis and Marvis that led to all these magical office materials appearing in this fantasy world. Earlier this year, we wrapped up the second major arc of the story, which was all based on an anime tournament arc like uh, Naruto's Chunin Exam or My Hero Academia's UA Sports Festival. It was super fun to record. And this is honestly, this was the point where I, as the writer and the showrunner of this podcast, really felt all the threads coming together. Uh, Plus, we had our second guest star, Eric Silver from Join the Party, who played a Swarmkeeper Ranger that had a crew of cartoon bees, and it was, it was very fun. Once more, thank you so much for listening to this director's cut of The Office Drones, and please enjoy episode 10, Falcor and the Indoor Soldiers. Uh, so, Karen, we'll start with you. In, in, a, in a typical Elder Scrolls fashion, <laughs> <laughs> you, you start to come to, and you can see... Your vision is blurred, and you can hear muffled voices from from a distance away. Uh, your eyes start to open, and you kind of groggily uh, become aware of the surroundings. Uh, you can see that you are in a dimly lit cell. There's a there's a bit of sunlight peeking through the cracks in the heavy stone walls. On the other side of the cell, you can't make out too much because the you know your eye still hasn't adjusted yet. But you can see there's another cell across from you, and the outlines of two figures that you assume are your teammates. You do notice one thing as you reach for your what I'm calling your clipboard axe. <laughs> uh, you realize that one, you don't have your axe, and two, your arms are bound behind you. Behind me? Okay. Yeah. Is there anything? I'm, you said I'm on the floor. Am I on the yeah. floor? Is there anything yep. around me? Uh, nothing of note. It's uh, just cell ass cell shit. So like a broken stone stone toilet because every fantasy dungeon needs broken <laughs> toilets, <laughs> and like a pile of hay or something. I guess. Um, you know, just like some real Elder Scrolls shit up in here. Okay. Is uh, there a skeleton in the corner with his wrist still in the shackles? <laughs> not, not in this particular one, but we'll do plenty of skeleton storytelling later. <laughs> can I get a perception check? You can. Nat 20. <laughs> Fuck. So, okay. That's how we start. Uh, I see your, everything. Your, your third eye opens. <laughs> uh, so you feel something, or you notice that there is something in your pocket. Can I reach it with my hands bound? Let's say it's in your back pocket. Okay. Because you got a nat 20. Okay. Because Karen wears a pantsuit. 
Yeah. Um, I pull out that thing in my pocket. That thing, that thing is feels like you can't see it because your your hands are bound. But that thing feels like to be a very thin metallic wire. Okay. Um, That's handy that you have that. <laughs> yeah, my, what uh, a convenient thing to find in so your back pocket. Re- remember that I said that you guys would be uh, you guys would be given a gift or you guys would be rewarded for getting all the way through last episode. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting the, we the, the S, S rank, the hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you got, you got S rank in the last one. Um, yeah, so this is this is your this is your Chivo award. So my hands are bound. Are they? What are they bound with? Uh, pretty heavy rope. Pretty heavy rope. Okay. Um, have my eyes adjusted yet? Your eyes have adjusted, I... and you can see that the these other two idiots are just laying <laughs> in the ground, still unconscious. Um. As the light starts to filter in and you can start to see a little bit more of your surroundings, you do see that there are two guards here. Um, So let me kind of set the scene. So imagine, if you will, a small but long room, essentially. You've got two cells, right? Your cell and the cell across from you. There are a few other empty cells. You can't really tell what's in them. To your left, if you're looking at the bars to your left, you see two guards who are just talking to each other. They're not really paying attention to what's in the, what's going on in the cells, um, but they're talking in like kind of like a muffled, hushed tone. And then your your uh, compadres are still uh, out cold in the other cell. Okay, I'm going to put put the wire firmly back in my pocket for now, and um, I'm going to address just. Shout to the guards. Um, you you guys are making a big mistake. We're here on business for Lord Valthry. Heretic! Heretic, she awakes! <laughs> she awakes! Are, are they all the same person? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Formagorfe and Chaz, uh, this, this uh, startles you because you guys have been unconscious. Uh, so you now hear, Heretic! Heretic! <laughs> What would you like to do? Uh, can I oh, also? Uh, sorry. Also, your hands are bound, but uh, as you 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 try to make the noises, but uh, alas, you have no mouth and must scream. Uh, the <laughs> both of you are also gagged. Oh, yeah. I think I think my my facial expression goes from like alarmed to like oh no, I certainly understand what we're doing here now. I'm instantly reminded. Forbergorf is just realizing that he's ended up back in a team building situation for the summer <laughs> camp where none of us can use our hands and only one of us can talk and we have to get out of the box. Forbergorf doesn't like this very much. No, 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 I would imagine not. We're like two uh, steps away from doing the uh, the human knot, which is the worst icebreaker ever made. Yeah. yeah. So the two guards, they're over in the corner in the far side of the room. One of them is... Uh, says something i must away i must check on the heavens guard and then he walks away the other guard comes over to you walks closer he he has a little dagger and he pulls up the dagger and he says vile knave would you like more treatment i'm going to cast command on the guard and say by command of lord vol three you need to leave we have business here on behalf of Lord Valthry. By his command, Lord Valthry shall be appeased. Thank you very much for your patronage. And he walks away. <laughs> awesome. You are, you're so lucky, Kyle. That's one of the few spells that doesn't have, like, 
somatic or material components. You just have to be able to yell at him. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So now, now we have no guard at least. Um, yeah. Now you have no guard. So he's he's gone. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get the wire back out of my pocket and um, try and cut the rope with the wire. Cool. Um, I'm just gonna say you do that. Like oh, you, you take a couple seconds. You're not you're not under any <laughs> duress. So you you grab you grab the the wire and in a very like action movie move, you're able to cut yourself free after like 20 seconds of sawing with the wire. Uh, Karen wants <laughs> to see what happens when she tries to cut the bars with that wire. Okay, you're able to. So you you kind of put up the wire against one of the bars and you start filing it, you know? Yeah. And uh, you can tell like it's, it's making a little bit of an imprint and you can see that the, you can see the wire slowly kind of chew its way through that bar. You start to cut the bars and you cut clean through. Let's say for the sake of time, you're able to, you've got enough wire where you can cut basically like a small doorway and just like cut a top, a bottom on a couple bars and then just kind of kick it out. Okay. Um, I do that, and <laughs> I am out in the hallway, and I am going to um, go over to the other guy's cell and like, hey, get over here, and hopefully one of them comes over so I can start cutting their bindings. Can I do a perception check to see if I hear anybody else coming from all of that noise and sound we just made? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fine. Oh boy, Ranger. that's real big. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh that's a twenty-two on perception. Uh cool. Yeah, you hear you hear some footsteps around and, and you, you do hear some voice. I heard noise and sound from down there. <laughs> Somebody should go check it out. You also see, I'll just say because you rolled a twenty-two, Matt, uh, just to take kind of stock of this room since you've you're first now stepping out of your cell. On the, the other side of the like this the if you're facing the bars to your left, there are two other cells that seem to be empty. And then there's just like a like the end of the hall. And then on the other side, there's a little desk and like a file cabinet, like a little like a little like I don't know like knee length, hip length cabinet, fantasy file cabinet, fantasy file cabinet. Sure. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna go check out that file cabinet. You unlock the file cabinet. Guess what's in there, Kyle? Please tell me it's a clipboard. It's all of your shit. Oh hell yeah! I disperse everyone's shit back to them. I'm keeping I that guess dagger. I'll check it out downstairs. I'm coming down right um, now. I'm gonna try One, to imitate. Two, three. I'm gonna try and imitate the the guys whose voice we knocked out because they all sound the same and say, "No, it's fine. I I checked on them and they are all still in their 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 cells as expected. Don't come down. It's handled." Would can you I like a, a performance? I would love a deception check, I'll please. Can, he, can it be a performance? Is, is your performance better, Todd? Uh, I'm going to go... They're the same. Okay, um, yeah. So how about a 17? Steve? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> it is I, Steve. The one who checks the, the cells. They're great. Karen nudges him in the ribs and says, uh, say, the, say the thing. May the light of his grace bring May you the light grace brighten your path we don't say that to each other steve i thought you knew that i was that's a really a, weird I, thing to do I was setting an example for the prisoners the heretics good call <laughs> <laughs> right so i'll 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 check in in an hour 
Yes. I, I too, I, I'll be back down later. I actually really like that you said, may the light of his grace follow you through where you go. I'm going to start saying that. Thanks for brightening my day, Steve. You're a great guy. Th you, thanks. You're also great. <laughs> I, the job. whole time, I'm just like looking nervously to form a Karen. Like. <laughs> oh, good job. Buddy. Then I just you give them a thumbs up. Yeah. That All could right. not have gone better. All right, so uh, you are, you have your stuff. You are in a you are in a prison room. What do you do? Um, Karen's pretty ready to Scooby Doo sneak around this uh, yeah this jail and okay. and find our way out. Yeah, is there is there a way out that's that's not the way that that guy came in? Uh, there is not. There is one stairwell going up. Sorry, I missed one thing. Who checked the file cabinet? The fantasy file cabinet. That was Karen. Okay. Um, Karen, when you found your stuff, you also found in one of the desks, in one of the fantasy drawers, um, a small stack of flyers. And uh, the top page reads as follows. His Excellency, Lord Vothry, the High Exalt, hath decree this noble solace of Yulmore under a great and terrible peril. Anyone associated with the witch that calls herself, quote, Melissa Ferguson, shalt be branded an imminent enemy of the crown, illustrious, and will be extradited appropriately. His Excellency shall gift one week's worth of rations for any patriot who turns in a known associate, and any especially inglorious individual who can bring in her blessed tome will receive treasures beyond their wildest dreams. Karen has an idea. Do the guards have a distinct armor? No, I mean they all look similar. They 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 I wear mean, those fancy little berets but and, like, and it's, vests. It's, it's guard armor. Yeah, it's just guard ass guard armor. Will will the guard will the uh, bound and gagged guards armor fit Karen? Sure. Okay. So I'm gonna to the group. I think we should do a, another get help. Except <laughs> um, it's it's I'm the guard moving a prisoner. Um, I think I should take. Chaz, you pretend you be the prisoner. Forbagorf, you sneak around unseen around us, and we're we're gonna get out of here. If anyone asks, you're an agent of Melissa Ferguson, and I'm dealing with you. What do you guys think? That sounds pretty solid, actually. Yeah, I mean it's better than any plan I have. So yeah, Karen puts on the armor. All right. Um, Karen, kind of Karen, Karen does a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fashions the, the rope we have left into like as passable looking bindings on Chaz as we can. Okay. And hopefully Forbegorf does something to make him less visible. And yeah. what, um, what are you doing with the real Steve? Is he just like laying in his, in his, in his undies, just kind of on the I ground. Think I think he's bound and gagged. We bound and gagged him, mm -hmm. and he's in his undies on the um, on the ground. Okay. He's he's in his me undies, unofficial sponsor of this <laughs> Patreon podcast. <laughs> he's fantasy he's me so, undies. He's so comfortable from the <laughs> from the uh, the breathable the, mesh layering. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to keep your giblets off the hard stone floor of the fantasy prison? <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, so. <laughs> man this is such like fucking cartoon so karen dressed in full in full uh armor uh takes chaz bound 
And then Forbergorf, what are you doing? Are you just are you stealthing? I mean, I guess I'm casting Pass Without Trace again. Oh, uh, baby. I'm going to do a stealth. Our boy's a one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> I have <All> one right. <laughs> trick. <laughs> All right. So you guys, you guys, boop, 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 boop. Uh, Scooby-Doo sneak up the stairs. Uh, so as you walk up the stairs, you <clears throat> walk into see a large and exquisitely decorated hall. Uh, you see below you a very extravagant red carpet runs along the floor. Um, the carpet extends out on both sides of the hallway, but like it wasn't measured correctly, so like it's it's like bigger than the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> there are also like several golden busts of this heroic-looking figure uh, with just an amazingly cleft chin. Nice. (laughs) Good. At one end of the hall, you guys see a large oil painting that's overlooking a a set of massive wooden doors. Um, One of the doors is is cracked open ever so much. And then the other side of the hall has more stairs leading up uh, that's also being currently blocked by two guards. Karen is going to... Kind of with with Chaz ahead of her, walk towards the guards and and say, "This heretic must answer <laughs> to Lord Valthry." Okay, can I get a? Uh, we'll do. We'll make it. We'll retcon this and say this is performance. Uh, Seventeen. Is that you, Steve? Uh, Chaz wants to kind of like obscure the vision of Karen's face by like kind of looking like he's trying to. Uh, resist while when that question gets asked. Mm-hmm. Sleight of hand? I don't know. Yeah, press, sure. Why not? Press, press, press. Uh, it's real. Uh, it's twenty. No, that's a. I have to cast that oh, spell. Okay. I got a twenty-two. Um, that guard just socks you right in the face. <laughs> Heretic! You will not touch one of the esteemed Lord Valthry's guards, especially Steve, who is a super cool guy. <laughs> uh, as I as I spit out. Blood, I say, Steve's got chicken legs. Um, Damn it! <laughs> he punches you again. Uh, take two HP. This is the performance of a lifetime for Chad yeah. right now. Um, so, uh, Karen, what are you trying to do? Um, I'm trying to get to Lord Valthry. Um, Lord Valthry has requested conference with, with the prisoner, and I am taking him to him, to his excellency. Hmm. Steve, I like you. <laughs> However, <laughs> I do not I question your intentions. Right now, Lord Valthry, as you know, is meeting with the Heavens Guard over there. And he points through the wooden door. He shall not be disturbed whilst meeting with the Heavens Guard. But I can make an appointment with you after. Oh, we we had an appointment after um okay. upstairs on the second floor. We were gonna mm, meet uh, there. Can I get another uh, per- uh performance, please? Twelve. You did, huh? Well, the pris- the 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 witch Ferguson is up there, and we're definitely not torturing her. So why would you be going up there? <laughs> We had very specific questions involving this prisoner's testimony. I, I, uh, Chaz yells, I'll never tell you anything. And I try to like thrash around some more. 
to to uh, draw okay. to draw attention away from this lie that may <laughs> unravel at any moment. Uh, okay, I suppose you can. Sure, fine, go up. Um, Corbagorf, what are you doing? Because you're not invisible. I would like to remind hiding you under a invisible. tapestry with his feet poking out. <laughs> yeah. Is my guess. Yeah. So when you said. You said the stairs are on one side of the room and the door is on the other side of the room, correct? I did. I did. So while the guards are talking to Karen and Chaz, I would like to try and get over to that door to see if I can hear what's happening inside okay. of that room. Yeah, that works. Um, okay, so you you kind of just like sneak by and you're i won't make you roll for this because the other guards are busy dealing with whatever the fuck karen's trying to do with, um with our who's on first bit that we're throwing around over yeah here. jesus uh so you you walk toward the door um we'll say the door is very these ma these doors are massive and very heavy um but the one door is is cracked open and if you you can you can probably like poke out and just kind of like get a glimmer of what's going on if you want to roll one more stealth with your pass without trace bonus yeah that's what i would like to do okay uh that is a 23 yeah i mean obviously you two you're good <laughs> uh so we got a little bit of a cutscene here so just let me let me go through it um so for Regorf, you see the following you see through the doorway this massive like great hall kind of throne room opens out um, and, and again, like the door's big enough so you can, you can get most of, you get the gist of what's going on. You see two row, rows of these, uh, very, very armed soldiers. Like they look a lot different than the guards you've been, they're wearing these like super fancy, like metallic, uh, plate armor. They've got like really fancy helmets, like with horns and all kinds of like distinguished amenities, um, every which way. They've all got these like massive broadswords and spears and like really really hefty shit. Um, two ro there's two rows of these these soldiers and they're all kneeling right now, facing a very pale blobbish figure. You count uh, 14 knights, all clad head to toe in this purple and gold armor, looking at this blobbish figure who is kind of like half sitting, half laying in a like a day bed. Like think about like an old kind of like. Roman god, you know, kind of thing. He's he's a um oh job of the hut. He's job of the hut. Yeah, yeah. he's job of fucking job of the hut. He's being filled grapes. Uh, two scantily clad women pouring pitchers of some liquid into his mouth. Like it's <laughs> it's fucking job of the hut. Yeah. So you hear one of the one of the the knights walk forward and kneels. He goes, "Yo, Excellency, our scouts hath reported they've reclaimed the rest of the sacred tome." The filthy swine transporting it have been rounded up and sentenced to death. <clears throat> Hoth been rounded up. Do remember you're among royalty, knave. Yes, Your Grace. The scoundrel hath been rounded up. <laughs> you see this blobbish figure, this Jabba the Hutt figure. Uh, he looks, he's a very slovenly figure. Um, it's also, you keep looking, and it's its not clear how much of a man this person even is. Um, you can see, like, imagine if you will, he's kind of got this, like, pale, smooth-as-baby-skin deal going on. Uh, his eyes are almost popping out of his already, like, bulbous head. Um, you see a small tuft of light blonde hair. 
Um, it acts as an island to an impressively sweaty, bald forehead. And his his face crests and falls in a series of chins. Mm. Um, his body kind of blobs into this pear-shaped torso with two scraggly arms the size of dolls. So they're just kind of like stuck on wherever. So like that Saturday Night Live sketch with Kristen Wiig who has like the doll hands. <laughs> the tiny hands. Yeah. 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 Um, you don't really see legs, but if he has them, they are just impossible to see behind the folds and folds of fat that tapers off in every direction. Um, so you hear this figure say, And what of the witch Ferguson? I assume she has been dealt with. Uh, one of the other knights moves forward and says, The witch hath been taken to the tower that we may purge the darkness in your name, your excellency. You mean she is still alive? I demand an execution immediately. Uh, one of the knights, I'm sorry, your grace, the, the guards suggested extending the torture to find any more information on the saintly relics. Fine. Thou shalt continue the torture until the morrow. You assume this is Vothri. Um, he looks at one of the guards uh, back in the line. You there! Stab this insubordinate cur with thine weapon. Uh, one of the knights, the first knight was speaking. No, please. I, I did everything you asked. What more? Stab. He falls dead. Everyone else remains silent. What are you on competent fools waiting for? Go find my relics. In the end cutscene. Go find my what? <laughs> relics, relics, he says. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick dive behind like a pillar or something. Like I'm gonna hide because I'm sure everybody's coming out of that door. Uh, they actually aren't. Um, they are exiting out a side door. Stage oh. right. Stage right. But Vothri is still in there. And we'll say two other guards. So if we'll say a few guards exit. I would not walk into this room. I'm not planning on walking into this yeah. room. God no. Yeah. Seems like a bad room yeah. to walk into. Yeah. Yeah. The three of you are now walking up this long tower, or this tall tower. You are kind of just taking this like series of rotating stairs up and up and up. As you continue to ascend, you hear muffled screams of a woman, uh, and then you hear some other voices, and uh, that you've you've come very well to hear ah! <laughs> the uh, the high pitch the high pitch screech of a Monty Python guard. Um. You continue to climb up and up and up the tower. You've been walking up the stairs quite some time. And uh, you emerge at the top. Um, here's what you see. There is a door completely open leading to a medium-sized room. A small window sits in the middle of the far wall, which you can see just, you just see sky. Like, again, you guys have been climbing up for a while, so you're, like, pretty high up. There are three armed guards all huddled around this woman who's wearing just torn rags strapped on a raised wooden plank. There are a series of these like rusty pointed objects attached to the table, all pointed at her implying this was like some really gnarly, hastily created torture device. Um, she's not screaming in fear. Rather, she's yelling in defiance and her head is strapped down to the table so she can only see up um you guys all know this as melissa 
So it's weird to see, you know, your director of communications is <laughs> like <laughs> undergoing this medieval ass torture. And Melissa is former Gorf's boss, correct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not former because he's fired. Yeah. 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 Oh, did the uh, paperwork ever go through? I think that we left before that all went down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you open the door, you see Melissa yelling at the guards. You can poke and prod at me all you want, you cowards. I'm not telling you shit. This world is doomed anyway, so do what you will. The witch refuses. How about we cut it out of her? And uh, the guard plunges a small dagger into Melissa's side as she yells, Go to hell. Well, men, you heard the insufferable cur. Let us burn the accursed witch in Lord Vothry's name. Uh, and you see the guard starts dousing the table along with Melissa in alcohol. Uh, what do you want to do? Um, Karen kind of doesn't toss Chaz to the side, but, you know, pushes past Chaz, draws her clipboard axe, and um, goes to, to strike the nearest guard. Okay. What about the other two? Uh, Ch Chaz, uh, I think Chaz, when he gets shoved aside, is going to make a scene to try and draw attention from everything else. And, um... <laughs> he's gonna yell am i am i being detained am i being detained <laughs> is what chaz is gonna yell as he gets pushed and pretends to fall on the ground <laughs> okay forward uh i i still have a a big old dex bonus so while chaz is making a scene and karen's punching a guy i'm gonna try and make it to the table to free melissa ferguson okay so let's play this all out uh so Karen, so let me be clear. The guards don't notice Chaz because they're torturing a woman. So like, Chaz, you're great. You keep doing what you're doing, bud. But like, nobody really gives a shit about you. Well, um, Karen, <laughs> you immediately attack the, the closest guard, which will obviously like divert their attention. Yeah. They still don't hear Chaz. I just want to be abundantly clear. Like nobody nice. really cares what Chaz is doing. Standard. It's <laughs> fair. For Bogorf, you're able to kind of slink around with all of the the noise um, and get closer to Melissa. But we'll we'll pause it there, and then we'll do some uh, we'll pause there, and we'll do some initiative rolls, and then we'll go through combat. Let me paint the scene for you. So in the center of the room, that's where Melissa is. Forbogorf's off to the corner, kind of out, you know, off off of direct line of sight. Um, Karen, you t attack the one closest to the doorway. So there's another one in a triangle pattern. There's one to your left and then one to your right. The one to your right is the one who is uh, dousing everything in alcohol. The one to your left then runs up to attack you. And he also didn't do any do shit. So the, the one who's dousing in, in everything in alcohol, you hear him kind of yell, uh, For Lord Valthry, may the light of his ever- Whatever the fuck we say, go! Uh, so what that does, that's, that's casting, uh, he's casting a, a buff on everybody. All right, chat, so you're yelling, I'm not, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Uh, it did not have the effect that you wanted to, but I think that's okay. Um, you didn't hurt anything. You just didn't really help the situation. So well, sounds, action to you. Sounds about right. Chaz's default is just yelling, am I being detained in moments yeah. of crisis? <laughs> yeah. Um, how far away am I from these other two knuckleheads? Uh, one movement move actions worth. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to uh, encourage Forbergorf to do a bump in the bathroom, and so which is me <laughs> casting haste on Forbergorf. Hell yeah. So uh, what that means for you, Matt, is you get plus two to your armor class, uh, advantage on dexterity saving throws, and you get an additional action on each turn. How many guards are there? Three. Okay. And then As I'm going to spend the rest of my turn, like, rolling, like, pretending like I'm still handcuffed, uh, rolling towards the, the table most of Ferguson's on and going, am I being detained? Just keep rolling around. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Or I, I think I yell, I'm calling my lawyer. And that's what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> so you do that. I yeah. want to reward you for being, for really committing to the bit. So you hear, as you're doing that, again, nobody really like is paying you any attention. For sure. But do you, do you hear like a very faint voice saying, Chaz? <laughs> the project manager? <laughs> It's um, I, I I yell I yell. No, you don't get to no yell. Fun. You're yelling. I'm it. being detained. I'll it's save it. turn. I'll save it. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm gonna whichever one of those guards is like most on the outside of that circle. Um. I'm gonna cast ensnaring strike and fire a tweet arrow at one of those guards. Okay, we'll say the one that had the bottle of alcohol. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, wow, that'll that'll be great. That's a twenty-four to hit. Yeah, that does. <laughs> cool. Um, and then so he took four damage, but um, he's got disadvantage, right? Yeah. So it's uh, he is surrounded by a mass of thorny vines. And the that guy has to succeed on strength saving throws, uh, or he can't move. And he takes one d6 of pierce at the start of each turn. Um, so I hit that guy, and he is ensnared. And uh, I'll fire a tweet arrow at one of the other guards. And I'm going to add my bardic inspiration so that hits. Hopefully. <laughs> oh boy. Still probably not gonna hit. Yeah, does a fifteen hit? It doesn't. Sorry, man. Damn, that's okay. I get one more attack, so I'm just gonna do that whole whole shebang again. Uh and that'll be an eight damage to guard of your choice. Why would you do that? Oh, right, because we're torturing this woman. That's fair. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a question I should have to answer for you. <laughs> that seem, you should know. You should know why. We're, we're very self-aware guards <laughs> here. You did this to yourself. You brought this upon yourself. Uh, right, so Karen is locked in combat with, uh, we'll call him guard number one for shorthand's sake. Uh, he's gonna, this person's gonna, Steve, why would you, why would you betray us? We thought you were such a good guy. Tears streaming th down their face at the betrayal. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he ain't gonna hit. Uh, and then guard number two. Damn it, Steve, I knew it. I knew you would betray us all along. Damn it. <laughs> I can't see it through the tears. <laughs> Um, so then that leaves the one who's ensnared, in, got ensnared struck. So the third, the third one, 
is in, he's ensnared, uh, so he can't move. But what he is going to do is he looks at you, Florbergorf, and he like he like throws down that empty bottle of alcohol and he lights a match. And then he's going to take his turn to light a match. Uh, he also has to take one d6 of piercing damage. Ow! <laughs> I'm still lighting this match, dick. <laughs> I took four damage. Uh, all right, Karen. Um, so the guard with the match, I am going to um, cast Compel Duel on. And so they have to pass a wiz. They have to make a wisdom save. And if they fail, they are drawn to me. Has a, a disadvantage on attack rolls on anything other than me. And must make a wisdom save if they attempt to move to a space okay. away from me. Yeah, so I'm casting Compelled Duel. Uh, yikes, that is a nat 20. Okay, well that sucks. <laughs> well, that'll be that. Do um, I still have this match? <laughs> um, Steve? <laughs> can, I, can I charge him? Um, you got some boys in front action. of you. You do have boys in front of you, and you've got a, a prisoner in front of you, so I'm going to say no. I mean, you can try to get help and throw one of the knights at the other ones, but I I question your chances. Yeah. Um, um, I'm just going to attack the closest one to me then. Okay. There we go. Those are some rolls. A 22. That'll do it. There we go. A nine. All right, so you attack the one that you've been locked in combat with. Mm -hmm. Nine damage. And then cool. I get to attack again. Yep. 11. Which I'm sure doesn't hit. It doesn't. That's my turn. Not okay. happy about that match. Uh, Formagorf. Uh, I'm going to make a mad dash for the match. That's what I want to do. I want to get the match. Yeah. Um, do you, that's fine. Uh, do you want to use your... Are you, like, sprinting? Yeah, yeah. You can okay. use your extra your extra action. I was gonna say I have an extra action, so I want to want to dash cool. for it. Yeah, let's say for for flavor, you kind of like dive over top, <laughs> <laughs> like Melissa. So like as you're slow mo, she's like she's like like you're like full, like jumping over top. She's like she's like four Gerber. <laughs> <laughs> I fired you. <laughs> I thought you were fired in a van. Um, so you you dive over, you like dive tackle this guy who's been ensnared, and you just like the full force of your weight right upon him. So two things happen: one, you're able to you know like snuff off the match, um, but you do you break his ensnare, but you're also like are like over top of this guy. Cool. Um, and let's say you guys crash a table while you're doing this, because that's fun. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, fuck that table. Yeah. Um, I still have that dagger that we took from the guard earlier. Uh, so I'm going to short range and attack this guy with the dagger. Um, I do not know the stats for that dagger. So uh, it'll be, it's just 1d4, and we'll say it's a, it's a uh, flex weapon, so it's with your dex. So 1d4 plus your dex. Okay. But you have to roll an attack first. Yeah. And you still get two of those. But do I, I don't get an attack bonus for the dagger? You do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically like your arrows, your tweets. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, in that case, it's a 20 to hit. 
Yeah, that hits. Sweet. Um, yeah, D4 damage plus dex, but also because he's below HP, I get an extra D8 of damage. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, that'll be... Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I, I love that the extra damage dice is more than the weapon itself damage dice. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll awesome. be 12 damn to... Oh, shit. Oh, oh, that rules. And you get another attack, right? Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna Forever stab Forever him Gore. again. Yeah, roll an attack. <laughs> oh my god! Forb, Ooh, that, Forb tapped into his wild side. Uh, that was a one, but I'm gonna use my okay. ins- my inspiration point from earlier to re-roll that. That a boy. Probably good. Probably good use of that. Yeah. Hey, look, I rolled a one again. Sick. <laughs> Sick. Well, you had a really cool moment where you're like, you. So basically, you like dove tackled this guy, and you kind of, you guys like the momentum of your jump kind of like flung him and like far into the other side of the room. You broke a table <laughs> and like the full weight of, of your tackle, like just like knock this guy out of your entanglement. You then like over top of him, just like plunge your dagger straight into his side. And then you tried to, you tried to do it again. And then and you just farted. like beefed it. <laughs> and then you farted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you see, like he like grabbed your hand as you were trying to do like a second stab and uh and he just like grabbed the dagger and like threw it out of your hand so sure. that's what happened so right. you're still on top of this dude um so rad yeah ride him cowboy <laughs> yeah that was like one of that was like the coolest action hero thing that Forbogor's done yet that was rad yeah um so i'm still straddling this guy right you are on top of this man yeah um i'm gonna you don't have a knife in your hand anymore daggerless yeah that's okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to tweet arrow him right in his stupid face. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take my phone out and open up Snapchat and put a terrible filter on. And then I'm going to send this bad selfie of this man around to everyone. That's awesome. Involved. Hey, that'll do. That's a uh, 22 to hit. Nice. Forbergorf. Finish this man. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, holy shit. I get so much damage. Um, Two D8s of damage. Uh, that's a one, and a two is three, plus dexes. So that's six damage. Is that enough? Yes. Hell Tell yeah. Me. Cool. Tell me how you finish this person off. Yeah, so I take, I take my phone out, and I try Snapchat, and Snapchat crashes. And so I try <laughs> Instagram, and Instagram crashes. But I take out TikTok, and I post a really terrible TikTok of this guy with a bad filter on his i don't know how tiktok works you you say you say tell me uh tell me how you're killing a man without telling me how you're killing a man (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i bop him in the face with my phone and knock him out yeah did did you just tiktok this man's death is that what you did did? yeah i did live live tweet yeah. I may be on a list. I think and, I'm on a list, here, you guys. And, while while you were smashing his face in, you said, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I get that reference. Thanks. I've been doing a lot of TikTok lately. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> that guard is dead. My turn again? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna swing on the one closest to me. Thirteen doesn't hit. I'm gonna swing again. Oh, Nat 20 nice okay do some damage to um, which one the one closest the, to me the one that you attacked originally yeah and i'm gonna cast um divine smite as a second level spell um when that hits so that is 
Pally's got a Pally. 3d8 plus 5. Um, 5, 10, 15, 15 damage. Got it. He didn't like that, obviously. No. Was that it? That's it. Yeah, okay. Chaz. Ow! The, the light, the radiance, the light of the divine radiance has betrayed us all! Steve, why? Uh, Chaz. Um, I'm going to use uh, my Lenovo ThinkPad to try and, I don't know, change the guy's password or something. Um, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so so the one that, that Karen is just attacking, I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm guessing a 12 does not hit. Nope. Um, so then I'm going to issue a change order um, <laughs> on Melissa Ferguson. So that's one healing word. Um, so, oh, she's going to get seven hit points back. Because I know she got stabbed a little bit ago. <laughs> she was, and she's been losing blood pretty rapidly. Yeah. So you hear, you, you see her like gas, like, <gasps> so she was like kind of knocked out. And now she's, she's back. She's back conscious. In, in my mind, I looked at my Lenovo ThinkPad and saw the work order that was stabbing Melissa Ferguson to death. And I changed <laughs> yeah. that. I changed the scope of our work today to not be stabbing yeah. Melissa Ferguson to death. She, uh, so she, she gasps to life. And where, where am I? What's going on? I, I, I'm no longer writhing on the floor. Um, I stand up and I go, we're the heroes of the story. We got it. It's fine. Legends of lore. They call us the, they call us they who circle back. We'll explain later. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> Didn't I fire you? What's yeah, yeah Melissa, not important right now. Karen is going to swing at the the one who looks the roughest. Who looks the roughest? You sure? Um, 21. Nice. Do I'm, some damage. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to burn my other, my last, my last spell slot to do some, some divine smite. 16 and 5 is 21 damage to that guy. Oh, murder this person. All right. So, Absolutely murder this person. So just like right to the chest with the battle axe for this last guy. And he just yeah just drives it in and he crumbles. As you as you drive your your axe straight through his chest, he goes, wait a minute. You're not stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then with my second. Um, instead of attacking again, I'm going to get out my my Atreyu whistle and blow it. Hell yeah! And summon Woodstock to the top of this tower with us. Okay. Are all the bad uh, guys dead? Did we murder them? No, all? there's one. Uh, there's still one but, more. But I you figure didn't. we can dispatch him of gotcha. them while while we also load up onto this um, flying monster. Yeah. Um. You so you you do that. <laughs> and you hear from like far away you hear like a like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the all of a sudden the screen goes in letterbox and you see like a small cutscene play toward the window and you hear <laughs> Melissa is looking around and she looks at you she looks at you guys Ch Chaz K Karen K Karen from HR uh, and then she looks at whoever goes she goes for girl Gerber? Forbergor it's Forbergorf. We're not doing this. I don't we're not doing this. There's no time. <laughs> There's no time. Why why are you guys here? How are you here? There's no time. We'll we'll explain later and Karen 
scoops her up and heads to Woodstock. Wait, wait, before you go. Okay, uh, so is Woodstock here? I, ah, yeah, I'm assuming by now. We called him a turn ago, so yeah. Yeah, um, okay, you you have to get the, the brand book, the brand book. You have to get the brand book out of here. Um, oh, shit, where is it? Uh, she's like kind of looking around. Um, Fothery and his goons can't get their hands on it. Or they're they're going to cause even more destruction than they already have. Vothri is too pow- powerful already, and if he figures out how to use it, this whole world is fucked. Um, question for the DM. How many people can Woodstock effectively carry out of here? Um, Woodstock could carry all of you. It, all, it is all four? Um, yeah. Okay. Did you, Karen, to Melissa, did you see where he took it? We have to get out of here, but if... But... Um, if he doesn't have it already, it's probably around here somewhere. Um, check that desk drawer and you see a desk drawer that you didn't see before. It just materializes there. It's <laughs> weird. Karen it's crazy. Does that. Yeah. You find it's there. Um, as you're doing that, you hear foul witch. Of course there was more to the sacred tome than you are bleeding on. Vothri's there and Vothri is, uh, he's got a couple of his heavens guard with him. Grab the tome and see these heretics to their demise. Everybody on, everybody on. And we all, and Karen, Karen with Melissa, jump on to Woodstock. Okay. I, so uh, Chaz looks at Forbergorf and says, hey, um, get, get on Woodstock and someone hold on to Forb. I got an idea. Jesus. Um, Chaz wow. looks determined. Okay. What's he going to do? <laughs> oh, he's going to wait until Forbergorf is secure. In... What is Woodstock? A griffin? Is that what it is? It's an, an Atreyu. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. An gotcha. Amaro. Amaro. Yeah. That's he's an Atreyu. It, it's Falcor from Never Ending Story. Who he's cares? Falcor. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, is it Falcor or Atreyu? I can never remember. Atreyu is uh, the boy. Atreyu is the boy. Falcor he's a, is the he's, dragon. He's a Falcor. Okay. Yeah. Um, can, so once... Does, you go ahead. Does this plan involve me and Melissa also being on? Everyone Woodstock? needs to be on Woodstock, okay. and I so, will be right behind you. Um, if if Chaz says that, I would say, "All right, man, whatever you <laughs> want to do," and I go get on Falcor. You're gonna hear as you guys do that. So so Falcor, <laughs> Woodstock has like bust through the glass window, <laughs> and uh, is that is that what you're doing, or do you want him to like be outside? Yeah, it doesn't bust, matter. Bust I just through. I want it for flavor. Bust through. Okay. Preferably, preferably <laughs> whatever bust. side the sun is on, so the glass looks extra like reflective as it bursts into the room. And, Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so he he busts through the window, and then the sunlight comes pouring into the room, and Melissa goes, "The fuck." Um. <laughs> so you you Karen, you're leading the charge. You like kind of run to grab Melissa. Meanwhile, Vothri and two of his Heaven's Guard have have entered the room. The other two guys are behind, so they're going to take shots at you. And Vati's is going to go, get the, get the book. Get my relics. Um, well, one of them got a nat 20, so that's bad. Um, uh, Forbergorf, you take 10 damage. Dang. You get struck in the side by a crossbow bolt. So Vothri is then, you see him kind of lift this step. He goes, I'll do it myself, goddammit. Um, and he lifts this staff and he, ch- he uh, charges his staff. Like he has this, like this, the staff starts to explode in this radiant light and he aims it straight at, uh, at Falcor, at, <laughs> <laughs> at Wizzuck. 
Yeah. Oh god, I just crit. <laughs> I just crit success to succeed it again. God. Um. Wow. I just rolled. Re I rolled really well. Uh. He just did. 40 points of damage to Falcor. Oh, mother of God. Yeah. So what's gonna happen? Let's let's re let's resolve it this way. So uh, he he goes stop right there, blah, 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 and he binds Falcor. And what's happening is this like brilliant light is like trapped is like imprisoning you and Melissa and Falcor in this like prison of white, like this sphere. And what you feel right now, Karen, is just this like intense pressure. Um, take twenty, take twenty points of damage, uh, and also Melissa. Melissa's gonna scream out in agony. She go, she rolls unconscious, and then Falcor starts to scream as well. As you can see, his wings start to get like singed off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Forbagorf and uh, Chaz, you guys are so you guys are running toward all of this. Yeah. So my plan is to get us some cover to fly back out that window. Is that uh, so? I want to I want to establish some some canon here in this world. So, one, it's my belief that the Marvis and Marvis canon is that every Saturday they have their recreational kickball league. Is that correct? Uh, Wednesday nights. It's Wednesday nights. Is Saturday mm -hmm. is Saturday their community service project? Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. So, so that's that's where they go. Yeah, that's when that's when they go and clean up trash by the highway. It's also established that every day in this world is two days. So we are still living in Saturday from when we arrived. It's Toyota Thon. Yeah. It's yeah. Toyota Thon. <laughs> it's, it's Rextober. And so so I'm going to end haste, which is why it's important that Forbergorf is at the spear, which I think is what you said you were doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to summon Finance Phil in the middle of all of those guys. <laughs> oh, Phil. <laughs> so so uh, I I crushed the last golden ale that I had taken from um, the uh, the Exarch. And um, I'm going to summon Finance Phil from the middle of the community service project in the middle of the the baddies that are trying to get us to not leave he's got his like trash poker <laughs> awesome uh so you do that so as you're running toward uh woodstock and the the brilliant sphere of of white light you summon finance <laughs> phil in between you all and you hear and now that you'll see our third quarter figures are actually trending fit what the fuck <laughs> I, I, yell, he, I yell hey he, phil you got this buddy <laughs> god damn it not again <laughs> Chaz, we you have to stop this fine whatever what 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 do you want me to do start start swinging at the at the i assume that uh i assume that lord valfrey has a stupid mustache yeah, he does. He um, does. I say, swing at the stupid mustache butt chin guy. Give him, give him a good swing in. <sighs> All right, fuck it. Oh, he Here going, we go. <laughs> he going, he yeah. going swing. What, what is this? Um, it was a dirty twenty. Um, so what happens is finance Phil takes his, With his trash his, poker, his trash poker. <laughs> And he's like, just like last time, just like last time. And he, with the full force, he tries to stab Vothri, but Vothri goes, and he takes his staff and he kind of like spins it around. And so meanwhile, Karen, you guys were like levitating and like in that, that prison mm -hmm. of light that dissipates and you all fall to the floor. Okay. 
Um, and then he focuses on, on finance Phil and he goes, not so fast. And then he starts to bind finance Phil. What happens is finance Phil, the, his trash poker like drops and then his arms start to like accordion in themselves. <laughs> and he like breaks all of finance Phil's bones. So you can see his arm just like, like kind of like going all these weird angles. And as, as finance Phil, as the phantom of finance Phil starts to float up, his legs start to like crumble in on themselves, and uh, and Finance Phil goes, "What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Oh God!" And uh, and the Phantom immediately dissipates. Uh, I wasn't looking while any of that happened, so I assume yeah. that things are going great for Finance Phil as I run yeah. towards Woodstock. The the yeah. mid credit scene of this episode is um, Finance Phil like surrounded by his coworkers at the trash pickup. And he like wakes up in a cold sweat because he <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. Uh, but that was enough to uh, to break the concentration off of the other binding spell holding Woodstock. So Forbergorf, you got one move. Make it count. Actually, um, Forbergorf doesn't have any moves because since haste just ended, he can't take any actions or move. Uh oh. <laughs> which is why which is why I said. He's at the he's at Woodstock when I casted that. Okay. okay yeah. I mean, fair. I had gotten on or around Woodstock. Let's on the say. Last turn, let's so. say. So, Karen is barely conscious, but sitting on Woodstock. Melissa is out cold. Uh, Chaz is awake and just heard the screams of and bones crunches of his friend Finance Phil and Forbagorf is exhausted but but conscious. So you all are on. Woodstock. So I'll say, Karen, give me one action to get to get you guys where you need to do what you need to be doing. Is, so Chaz is not on Woodstock. Yeah, you're good. Chaz is on oh, Woodstock. Okay. Um, All of you guys are mounted, but Woodstock is kind of in a daze. Um. So Karen, Karen is going to draw on her. Um, is going to lay hands on Woodstock and heal him. I don't know how many. A, a plot's amount of points. A plot's sure. amount of points. <laughs> yeah, just kill. Yeah, do your do all your lay hands. That's that's probably enough. Um, do my lay hands and then grab the reins and yip yip. And yeah, we ride. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah, we fly off with like spells blasting yeah. around us. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so the meanwhile, while you're doing this, the two guards were setting up these big ballistas. Jesus. Um, so you guys kind of like jet out, and you you immediately like you feel the the rush of the wind on your faces as you see the as you see the whole town of Yulmar immediately behind you. Uh, Woodstock is flying at top speed out of this tower, and you can see it is a long way down. Um, Karen, you've got the reins now. You're feeling pretty bloodied, but you're still awake. Um, I want you. I want to get a couple animal handling checks Ugh. to make sure that what's, what's happening is these guards are shooting these ballista machines okay. at you. So you're gonna have to do some 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 dodging. Okay. Oh, not that one. Um, the first one. What's my animal handling? A four. How many do you need? I need you to not roll a four. So <laughs> here's, what's, here's what happens. That, I mean, that's it. So. You guys, you guys make it enough distance out of the tower that you're that you're like you're gone, but uh, that ballista clips right through uh, Woodstock's left wing, and you hear just this like shriek of pain. Um, you start, you guys start to like 
like lays like kind of list we're going down buddy you're going you're going down i I would uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna need to to get woodstock so you guys you're kind of like up in the air and then you are you are quickly going down so your your trajectory is now outside of yulmore but you are fast approaching a series of trees so you need to make a a soft landing so kyle action to you Um. karen did I did I burn all my all my lay on hands earlier? Uh, we'll say we'll say you get an, you can get enough to 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 uh, stop the bleeding. Yeah. And oh, st- yeah. Stabilize stabilize your boy. Heal that wing. Stabilize my boy. I'm out of um, I'm out of that. I don't have any spells or anything, guys. Um, I can I can do some healing. So um, I'll throw I'll throw two healing words some change orders on. Woodstock, so he's gonna get that's ten hit points back. Okay, I I changed the uh, the project that said Woodstock's wings fall apart to <laughs> not fall apart. <laughs> okay, and I'll um, grab the reins and try and perfect and, and steer to that toward that clearing you told us definitely exists in the middle of those yeah. trees. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, just uh, avoiding the uh, generally avoiding the obstacles. You're still going down, yeah. but at least yeah. like try to do a safe landing. Mm-hmm. Give me another animal handling. Oh, another Kyle. four. God, uh, Kyle, hogging them all to yourself, huh? Yeah. So yeah, so you try your best to steer clear of the trees. Unfortunately, you just smack right into the trees. So I'm gonna need everybody to give me. Um, What's the would be like falling, like avoiding probably an acrobatics to like, yeah, tumble out of the fall. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, everyone's gonna have to just like eject basically. And somebody needs to do something with Melissa's body because she's still unconscious. I mean, I'm, I'm carrying her still. Was, oh no, I guess I loaded Uh, her up. Um, I kind of assumed you just loaded her up, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chaz being the hero of the story will try and shield her body with his body. Yeah, wow. I just rolled a four. <laughs> Again, I heard actually. Sorry, I heard shield your body with just shield. <laughs> no, I, meant I heard it, it the reverse. I meant it to be the right thing. Like, yeah. got it. This is a growth moment. For, it is for Chad. Got it. It's okay. mostly because he believes she can help get him out of here. But you know. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So if you want acrobatics, I got a nineteen. Okay. Jesus, I got a nine. Kyle, right. <laughs> Kyle right. is that's, that's the third four in a row. All oh different dice too. Karen is having a good day, but Kyle is having a very, very bad day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Chaz, you rolled pretty well. You rolled well enough that you're not gonna die. So hey, congrats. Well, Chaz is the hero of um, the story. So Chaz, <laughs> you dip out first. So what happens is as Woodstock is kind of flailing in midair. Um, we're going down, buddy. We're, we're going down. Uh Woodstock's wing, you can see gets like clipped clean off by that by that ballista bolt. So you basically like instinctually grab the unconscious Melissa and like duck and roll off. Got it. So so Karen just sees like Karen's trying to stabilize Woodstock and like use the rest of her energy to keep Woodstock alive. You just see Chaz fucking dip out. <laughs> I got a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now Karen is running. Karen is trying to like keep Woodstock afloat, and he's like freaking out. 
Um, as as you would assume, yeah. having lost an appendage, yeah. Exactly. Um, for Begorf, imagine you're kind of, you're at the, like, you're at a, a, a Western bar and you're trying to do, like, the bucking Bronco, right? Yeah, so you've had one too, one too many and you just beef it. So Woodstock, Woodstock is freaking out. Um, his, like, back hind side legs, hind side, back side, I don't care. I don't know. Haunch? Is that a thing? Haunch. Hind quarters. Hind quarters. He bucks pretty hard, and you're just thrown off. Uh, so, Karen, you've lost your entire team as you you see that very small tree line start to get bigger and bigger and bigger. As you see that tree line coming closer and closer and closer, you're not going to be able to get out of Woodstock's or what, get off Woodstock, so you kind of rear back and try to, like, turn so you can at least like share some of the impact uh and that is the last thing that you remember yeah okay cool so we're gonna stop there so next episode we're gonna resolve all of this craziness can we take bets before the next one of how many fours kyle rolls i hope it's zero i hope kyle burns all of these dice all those dice are, the, are went down the garbage disposal just and do awesome. what i do and just etch a one in front of every single digit on your dice Oh, that's a good idea. That's smart. Do that. That's really smart.